front of you. I'm going to turn one on. So just talk, talk into that one. All right. Doing a little test uh, thing here now. Uh, playing all the hits all the time. Uh, request going out to Nanaimo. Yeah, this Nanaimo. Is a, that's good. That's good. Okay. Thank you. You're you're up. No, I didn't mean that you're up. I just meant that. I'm not up at all. You're hosting the episode. <laughs> and also, you haven't done a sound check yet. So. I don't know why I'm up. What's, what's going on? I don't know. It's a strange use of... Exactly the wrong thing to say. A meaningless thing. Yeah. You're up. What? Yep. You showed me. You're out. Just one second. I'll just get some silence. And we can start anytime you're you're ready. That's you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hi everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. Wait, this isn't completely Beatles? This is not completely oh, Beatles. Oh, I was just screwing up on everything today. <laughs> you are oh, the real... Oh, I have so much Beatles trivia. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Do you know that Ringo was named after a Japanese horror movie? Really? Yeah, the movie Ringo. It was uh, about uh, someone who listens to an album, and seven yeah. days later, a drummer comes through their radio oh. and uh, beats them to death with the sticks. Ah, I see. Yeah. Wow. Sounds scary. Yeah, it was a very, it was terrifying. <laughs> terrifying uh, movie. And so he, he made up some other story about what it, what the name represented. Mm-hmm. He said it was like, I wore a lot of rings. Yeah. I'm like, sure. Yeah, that's sure. right. Like the, yeah. We don't know the Japanese movie Ringo. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Well, uh, thanks uh, for that little tidbit of Beatles trivia. Okay, here's the behind the scenes. I totally forgot this was happening today because I had to rearrange uh, this because uh, I got a doctor's appointment. Uh, nothing big. Uh, on uh, this, the day we normally record, but I thought I was going to get a tube down the throat. Turns out I'm not. It's a consulting thing, so uh, oh okay. So it's okay. So that was wrong, uh, but that's okay. Um, but so we decided, hey, let's do it on Wednesday, which I remembered as Friday. So I'm at the library, and I get a message going, "Hey, why aren't you answering your door?" To which I go, "Fuck!" Very loudly in the library. <laughs> uh oh. I hope and someone the, went. Shh. Well, the librarian went, "No fucking in the library." Oh, that's, that's and I and I said, "That's the first I've heard of that." And then, oh, everyone had a good laugh. <laughs> and then uh, I ran madly to get a cab. Oh. And uh, yeah, so I frantically made my way here. Nice. And then, uh, so, uh, then I got here, and yeah. and uh, my, uh, we, my cat uh, had uh, some dental surgery and had a couple of lumps removed uh, two days ago. So we've been giving him medicine at weird hours. So my sleep schedule is all mis- okay. misarranged. So I came in, and then my wife was uh, saying, "So you gave the cat this drug at this hour? How about this? When's the next one of this and this?" And I was like, <laughs> "I know what this is." And I'm, I'm telling her, and it's not, it's not connecting somehow yeah and i'm like so what drug is it i don't know what the name of it is it's the one there's one for the pain and there's one for the antibiotics there's but we, one in the box and there's one in a, in a thing in a bottle. Right. one but it begins with the letter b and it's like this like yeah. so this and then we went through all the math i was like no it's all fine it's all fine but yeah. I, my juggling stuff in my brain i'm like i don't know i don't know what's going on i just know like in a half hour i'm gonna have to go upstairs and squirt some stuff in a cat's mouth that's gonna be mad about it <laughs> So that's going to happen. <laughs> then I come downstairs, and and then you're mixing up who's hosting this show. <laughs> so that's sorry. that's throwing one more thing on the on the fire. I was having some trouble, and there was a small chance I broke my toe this morning. Oh, a small, small chance! Small chance I broke. So my was it little your pink, toe. pinky toe? Yeah, pinky toe. That is a small chance. It is a small chance. Yeah, uh, it's uh, so we're going to see how that plays out as mm. well. Uh, so yeah, it's just been interesting. And day. sadly, there's nothing they can do about it. Nope. 
This they give you a lollipop and send you on your way. <laughs> no other so that's the thing. Like, like I, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to? Uh, am I going to go to emergency and yeah. wait for fifteen hours? Sure, no. Because I am by far the lowest priority of anything. There. Yeah, so I'm going to see how yeah. things go tomorrow, and then uh, possibly you're the one the nurses are talking about. Yes, he's here about his pinky toe. They'd say to each other every time yeah. they passed each other. Tee-hee-hee. Yeah, tee-hee-hee, yeah, as nurses nurses do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the librarian will go, he said, fucking the library as well. <laughs> Don't let him like, in. Why, why are nurses and librarians <laughs> talking? I'm like, we're in the same union. Are you? Oh. I didn't know that's how that worked. So anyway, today is a day of confusion. And uh, and there you go. You're very lucky because I was very close to being in a pool as well. That would have been very oh, yeah. hard. Uh, <laughs> been funny. Yeah. What? So I'd be here soaking wet and uh, smelling of chlorine. So anyway, how was your day? <laughs> oh, it was fine. I mean, I just went to work. I had a yeah. very, I had a very structured day. Okay. Unlike your day of madness. Did you put Although, stuff together or pack things today? I put things together because we were doing something that was very dumb to do. I think, which was make. We were, we have these special doors, which are called esteem doors. Doesn't that sound special? Fancy. They're very fancy. Like doors. Richie Rich would have. Yes, and they're very they're very nice. They're all aluminum. They're all glass. Every section's glass. I must ask one question. Sure. Though. Do you assemble these doors, or do the people who buy them assemble the doors? Do you mean install them? Let's let's go with what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, install them. Do you install them or do they install them? They install them. So they're self-esteem doors. That's right. Thank Very you. Good. Thank there, you. I'm glad we, we walked a Thank long you. way down that road. I was going but like, don't ask a lot of questions in the middle of this because it's it's very weak and won't survive the trip. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Tell, so, tell me more. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So these these doors are very fancy, and so I guess there was a problem with with someone someone had been sold some doors, and they, they needed replacements. So we have some like like the the I don't know how to describe it. We have like the the part the aluminum part, but it doesn't have glass in it. So we needed to put glass in the doors for these people. So yesterday we started this process, and I was working with our glazer at work. Just give him, give him a hand on this. So we pulled the doors down, right. and we brought them over. And then we we were gonna do. We got the glass ready. He brought the glass over for these doors. There's special glass for the size of the panels, like right. the, the glass that goes into these doors. So we brought that over and, from outside, and we have it. So we have everything ready, and then we proceeded to start. And he's and he said, okay, well, when you're doing doors, you always put the the satin side goes on the outside. That's so people can't look in. Oh, okay. Like sounds good. So we did like a whole section so we did five because if people couldn't look out of a window that's not a window exactly <laughs> even but even so you still can't really look out of it it's pretty much like a, it's a like a bath you know like when you have a bathroom sure uh window and it's it has like the the white that kind of gives it like a foggy not, not to not to take us too off track i'll say this fast and then come back to it there used to be a gym that was in uh, los angeles that my friend went to okay and they would have the showers yeah but you could you could watch people shower from inside the gym, mm. but through uh, glass that was fairly thick. I see. So you would just get the rough images of people uh, showering. Don't and like people it. thought it was sexy. Yeah. But uh, it's not. No. And uh, yeah, and so that was a that was a thing they had as a feature in the gym. I guess it was okay in LA where where people are like everyone's perfect. Yeah, everyone's trying to be perfect. And they're always yeah. perfect and they never will not be perfect. Mm. So it was fine. Yeah. No one has body issues, everything is fine. <laughs> no one has As body you're, issues. You're like running and watching someone wash their butt. I think if you're <laughs> I think if you're perfect, you have body issues. Probably. Yeah. Like that's a body issue. It just feels like oh, do you got to show off now? Mm-hmm. Oh, so much pressure. Anyway, back to your glazer. <laughs> so, so we did like one whole section with what was five five panel five panes of glass. Yeah. And then we started on the next one. And then a manager had come over and was watching us struggle with this because it was really hard. Because so you, 
there's it was sort of easy because there was just like bits of double-sided foam tape in inside these frames and you peeled off the tape like peeled off like a plastic cover and then you just drop the glass inside mm. and then you'd put down these little plastic clips and the hard part was putting these plastic clips in it was really hard on your fingers like you had to push down and then sort of insert them now are you wearing special gloves or no just had my normal gloves on in fact i was just using had bare hands when i first Ugh. started doing oh, it yeah, like we we're just pushing right. away and and then we just and then we were talking and then and as, the, and as the manager was walking away, the glazer, he said something about the satin being this way, like satin out. Yeah. And our manager literally, like, in the middle of walking, stopped with his, like, foot in the air, like, froze. Yeah. And then he turned around and he goes, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I'm going to go ask in the office. So he went into the office to ask. And then they phoned Edmonton. Yeah. And he came back and he said, you know what? These windows have to be the other way around. Oh. The satin goes on the inside. Oh. So then... We had, to, oh. we had to unsnap all this plastic, which yeah. was hard to do because we basically had to damage it to get yeah. get the screwdriver in to pop it out and take all the other pieces out. And then then the glass was like stuck in there. Like even yeah. though we just had put it in like minutes before, as soon as it went in, it was like held fast. The glazer was like, what are they using? Crazy glue? This is crazy. So then we had to like Crazy use, glue is crazy. It is That's crazy. why they call it that. Legally, is, they have to. He was right. I should have agreed with him when he said that. You're right. But then we had to use like, you know, spatula, like little uh, paint scrapers kind of things, you know, to go around and separate the glass from the the tape and then push it down. And then we had to clean off the glass and then we had to clean out all the tape that was inside the frame. So we had to scrape away with our X-Acto blades for like, it felt like hours, but it probably wasn't hours, but it felt like forever. Although one of the guys came over and he's like, oh, you maybe try doing this. And he put his knife in and he just like... put it along and like perfectly took the tape off and left no residue at all oh wow We're like how what oh anyway wow, he would make a good serial killer <laughs> i guess so yeah. and I'll, also good at removing this tape stuff oh yeah 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 also yeah, as, you know i yes. like where your mind i like where your mind goes sure <laughs> so then uh we got all that cleaned off and then we put in more tape okay and we put the glass in <laughs> one pane of glass and we couldn't get the plastic things to go in. What a pain. Because it turned out that the tape was too thick. It was thicker oh, than the other stuff. Oh, man. So then we had to take all that tape out and Thanks. re-scrape it all out and re-scrape it. And then we found some thinner foam tape. So we put that in and that worked. But at this point, though, your, our fingers were already starting to ache. So we got we did like the rest of this door. We got the rest of the door almost done and then the day ended. And I was like, thank goodness. So today we pushed in the rest of this plastic stuff and it was hard like by the end of it both of us were like we're like so weak we could hardly like push our fingers down because our my my thumbs are still sore like i've been Aww. playing a guitar for like yeah. rubbing my hand on like guitar string and oh it's just amazing how sore and i was wearing gloves the rest i didn't yesterday i didn't wear gloves today i was like i'm wearing gloves because yesterday okay, my good. my thumbs are getting so raw like today i was again just like crushing down and you had to kind of like start it leaning back a little bit away from you because one side had to click on on the bottom and then you had to press it in so that it snapped it on the top but it was very satisfying snap when you got that last yeah. snap, and then then you knew the the piece was in. Do you ever like write sneaky dragon rules on the inside of the garage doors? Like really? No, I don't. I should. Yeah, just a, I should just do that. Saying, just do that. And then we'll do it like a contest later and say if you've got that on your garage door, we'll give you a prize. <laughs> I often um, I often do think about the fact that my handwriting is on the inside of lots of garage doors. Well, that's from writing on the doors and stuff like that. That's one thing when I. Uh, because you used to do, have a show on CBC like uh, a while back. And when I've gone back to do other things at CBC, they reuse the flats so much 
that I'll see, yeah, handwriting from our show because we would mark like what things were on the back of the flats. Yeah. And I'd be like in the newsroom and I look in the back of a flat and like, hey, this was a <laughs> thing where I was like a farmer and uh, this is what we use for that. It's like, yeah, because they don't throw none of that out. No. CBC and they don't have money. So, <laughs> I yeah. get it. I get it. Yeah. Or the or it's uh, for uh, it was eleventh hour, but also we did a pilot called Space Arm, and I'll often see because those were good flats. But the, those flats yeah. we we just left there. Like we actually had those built. Off, CBC didn't even build those. Yeah. We built those uh, and then brought them in and uh, left them there. And yeah, they reuse them. So uh, l- look on the news set and you'll go, hey, there's a little bit of uh, our little sci-fi sitcom there. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, that's cool. Huh. Or a sports show or something. You'll go like, hey, there it is. Yeah, neat. Yeah, that's uh, that's obviously fun to have that sort of uh, legacy. It's a weird sort of legacy, but there you go. I did a sketch once, uh, like in the eighties, uh, for crying out loud, called Lloyd's Liverland, that mm-hmm. featured our friend Louise in it, and they had that sign hanging because it was such a weird sign. Uh, it was like a fake restaurant sign, and they'd have that hanging in the CBC for forever. You know, because it was just something like they liked having on display in the props area. It was okay. Predominantly. Like yeah. You yeah. Walk by and you'd see it because it was just such a strange thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I always felt a little bit of pride about that going, hey, <laughs> that's, that's a thing. There it is. Cool. Yep. That is nice. I can see they just probably very proud of the how they did it as well. They did. They did a very nice job. Yeah. Yeah. Show off our handiwork. That was actually kind of a treat when I used to work at the CBC in Halifax was they really did like a challenge there. Mm. So it was, yeah. it was funny. We got to do an exact replica, and I didn't suggest this, but this was another uh, uh, person that did I mean, an exact replica of the Friendly Giant set. Oh. And they basically did it. Yeah, and yeah. It looks, it looks fantastic. Huh. And I've seen it, and I've seen the actual Friendly Giant set, and i got to say, I think the, the fake one looks a little bit better, maybe. Wow. So yeah. this was the castle with, with, yep. the, with the window. The castle, in the... yeah. Huh. That's neat. Yeah, that'd be fun to do. I mean, you know, obviously, having done title cards, you can tell I enjoy the, the challenge of yeah, trying to replicate something as exactly as I can. That's that's very fun to me. Like trying to figure out, just trying to figure out whatever, like how to get like the glow of something, or you know, to have it. I was looking at some old um, roughs and then the finished art side by side of uh, when I did the Phantom of the Paradise. Okay. Uh, the Brenda Palma film. I did one of the you know Dragon of the Paradise or whatever it was called. And so it was just yeah, kind of fun. You'd have to come up with a pun. Yeah. Then you'd have to come up with the image. That's right. Yeah. And I was just looking. It was kind of interesting to see, like, the just the pencil, or not the pen, but the, the inked image, and then the actual colored image, which was quite a bit different because it had to look like it was fake neon and had all that sort of elements to it. And so I had, you know, so the one was just very plain, and then the other one was very. Would you ever uh, get upset at yourself for coming up with an idea that was so hard and then you actually had to do it? And you were like, oh, thanks, Mr. Clever, for coming up with this. Now I actually got to pull this <laughs> off instead of a nice, simple idea, you know, so I'd be able to, you know, eat dinner earlier. I don't know if I, well, maybe. I don't remember being mad. But, of course, those are sort of things like, you know, art is kind of like childbirth in that sense that you forget the travails and you only, only have the pleasant yeah. memories of. That's what women say. They go, yeah. like, what was childbirth like? And they go, yeah, it was a lot like art. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they did art, they would agree with me. Yeah, women don't do art. So oh, I mean, it's the, the closest thing. Women I don't mean that they child. don't do art. I just mean if you talk to a woman who is also had was involved creatively as well as procreatively, then she would. I think she would see the the parallels between the two. I was reading a story uh, about our friend Nina Matsumoto. A story about her. Yeah. Is this she's a, now? She's now listening to this right now. Going what? Is this, um, is this a made up story? No, it was a, it was a kind of her com, comic book origin story. 
And it was oh. uh, when she was a, a girl, she didn't realize that women could do comics. Okay. And then she was reading a Bongo comic and there was someone who was working at Bongo comics who wasn't an artist, but that a woman was working in comics. That doesn't make any... You, oh, you, you don't mean manga though. Like she was separating that from manga where there are lots of women. I don't know. Artists. I just know she didn't think women could be comic artists. Yeah. That's, that's all that was like written in this, you know, backstory. Sure. I think it was, uh, it was like um, when they did the... A oral history of Bongo Comics, yeah. and they kind of talked to us about like how we all got into it. She mentioned that the Bongo Comics were the first comics that she realized, oh, a woman could work in comics. Mm. And then, of course, like later on, she she did work for the comic, became one of the be- best artists. But yeah, that's just an interesting thing to me, thinking that like a little girl would think like because you know, I mean, she she grew up in the modern era. Yeah, you know, the idea that a little girl uh, couldn't uh, do uh, comic books that's just that's just amazing. I mean, of course, it wouldn't happen now with like uh, Arena uh, Tagelmeier or Tagelmeier, uh, yeah, Tagelmeier. Yeah, uh, I mean, so many so many women predominantly do comics that you know that's not a thing that would happen. But mm-hmm. just just that short time ago, that would that that would be possible. It's like just really surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure to many uh, little girls, Nina was the first artist that sure. uh, they went like, "Oh, there's oh, there's a woman doing uh, sure, yeah. doing uh, comics." And she must she, she must have been, but she must have known about manga artists, but maybe she just couldn't see the same parallels in, I in wish North American comics. We never she will not return phone calls anymore. Sparks Two is now off to the printer, and uh, now it's just uh, it's cold shoulder time. Yeah, real yeah, icy icy chill. <laughs> Uh, over. Not a, not true at all. We all went for a lovely pasta dinner at Anton's the other the other. Yeah, that day. was very nice. Kind of a celebration dinner of like sure. getting it done. Yeah. Uh, to which I was like, I gotta get home and work on the third one. So I, <laughs> uh, much celebration for me. But if you ever do get a chance to eat at Anton's in Vancouver, it's, yeah. you'll never finish it. You'll never. Finish you won't it. finish. It. I don't. I don't recommend finishing in the restaurant. You. I. You know what? I could have finished what I was eating in the restaurant. Well, this is the thing. But I would have been not feeling that. Great. Now, once again, this is three dog Dedrick. Who famously uh, goes to the local hot dog place and orders three hot dogs, which not, not stuns visitors. Not that much. Stuns it's visitors. Not that much. To, now, they, it's they just don't three come hot dogs. with three sides. Let's just say they do not come with three sides. I did get sides with them. But you did get sides. Well, you got sides. I got a side, yeah. Yeah, not sides. Not sides. You didn't get three orders no. of fries with I did not get three orders of fries. But it stuns uh, people when they visit and they go, like, what? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dave, can, uh, Dave can put it away should it come down to it. Yes. I do um, like to eat. Yeah, uh, but uh, their uh, their portion sizes insane. Like you yeah, eat, it's crazy. You eat your fill, no, right. and then it doesn't look like you've touched it mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and then you eat for days uh, on that on that meal. Yeah, and then I love like I love a Caesar salad. So you know I got have to get a Caesar salad if I go to a restaurant. And then even that's quite large. That's very large as well. And then the small is large. Also, yeah. they do the free bread. They do the free buns for you, and mm-hmm. buns are very good as. as very I made nice the mistake well. of ordering like a little bread with the tomato sauce. Oh, I was like the bread looked really and, nice. It was very nice. It yeah. was delicious, and I do not regret it. But there was you know a bread, and then more bread, and yeah. then salad, and then the biggest pasta meal you've ever seen in your life. But the nice thing about pasta is that it tastes as good the next day. This is not untrue. I think we did that Friday. So yeah, on Saturday. Afternoon at lunch, I was hunched over my desk editing Sneaky Dragon while eating the rest of my ravioli. Did you uh, heat it up in a microwave? No, nope, but it's had a cold. <laughs> oh, Dave. I like it like that. You like a cold pasta? Oh, yeah, I do. I love it. Okay. Yeah. 
cold spaghetti sandwiches as well. It's all fine. But yeah, why you don't like a cold? I love cold food, so I like cold pasta. No, Mm, I love that. that Reminds me of being a kid and eating like uh, Chef Boyardee right out of the can, which Mm. uh, now I flash back on as like. Yeah, no, I wouldn't like that so much. So disturbing to me. But if if it had been warmed up in the oven or warmed up in the stovetop and then been put into like the fridge later for for leftovers, I I wouldn't mind eating it out of the. Oh, I don't see what the difference would be. I don't know. I just somehow there's a difference. The one doesn't feel cooked to me, and the other one does. So it's just weird. I I would, uh, yeah, I used to love Chef Boyardee. The idea now to me is Mm. just. Uh, but my favorite Chef Boyardee thing yeah. wasn't the ravioli. It was uh, roller coasters. Did you ever see their roller coasters? Was it like a spiral one? It was like a curly pasta, and they would have meatballs. And the idea was oh, that's the right. meatballs would roll down the pasta, like a li- and it would be like a little roller coaster ride mm-hmm. for your meatballs. Sure. They would have a great time. They sure do. Meatballs love that. <laughs> yeah, they love, a, they love a little treat. And then one day, uh, they, they started selling the giant uh, raviolis in the, in the can. I love that. Mm. And uh, now I just uh, look at it and just, uh. The only thing more repulsive to me would be like a can of spaghetti, like a can of Chef Boyardee spaghetti. Yeah. Like, honestly, you would really have to raise the money up for me to eat that. <laughs> like, if it was that or dog food, I would really be leaning towards the dog food. But there's before. no difference in terms of meat quality. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Taste quality may be a little different. Chef Boyardee used to be kind of a fancy chef. He was kind of a, f- a famous fancy chef back in the day. Is that right? Yeah. Really? He was. Truly. He was a real person, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought he was just made up like Betty Crocker. No, he is real. Oh, okay. And people loved his uh, pasta so much that he was one of the first, uh, you know, canned pastas. Like the idea of like canned pasta, well, that's ridiculous. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was uh, so, so popular. Aunt Jemima wasn't real either. And neither was Betty Crocker. No, I didn't. But uh, her cookbook's very good. Uh, Aunt Jemima's? Betty Crocker's. Betty Crocker. She yeah. has had many cookbooks. Aunt Jemima's cookbook is very limited. Yeah, it's basically pancakes. It's pancakes. And then it's more pancakes. <laughs> yeah. And then a question mark going waffles. Yeah. And then like maybe next book. Yeah. And then all the pancake recipes just involve using Aunt Jemima's pre-made pancakes, pancake mix, you know, so. Which is what all I ever had when I was a kid for pancakes was this from the Betty Crocker, or the Aunt Jemima's. Controversial uh, uh, thing on my part. I prefer Aunt Jemima's syrup to maple syrup. Me too. Oh, very good. I agree Agreed. with you. And second, I agree with you. All right. I think it's got a thickness to it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. very appealing. I think so too. Yeah. Like it takes the best part of the maple syrup and then it kind of makes it better. It sort of smooths it out. Or so something. good job there. Uh, and it's way cheaper. So it's a good. It's, it's a, so cheaper. Yeah. It's it's a good sort You're of. You're not like, wrong. Yeah. Like maple syrup is okay. I use it for recipes. Yeah. 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 You know, I also like a lot. <laughs> so weird. What are we talking about this? But anyway, it's Roger's golden syrup, which I have not had for a while. I should. Uh, no, that's fine. Pull that out. I should go get some from the store. I whenever I uh, get British recipes, golden syrup uh, enters into the. Oh, is that right? A bit, yes. Golden syrup and evaporated milk. I guess a little bit of evaporated <laughs> milk. Yes. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? I made uh, I made These some mac are... and cheese the other day with uh, evaporated milk. Oh, it was it, very nice. In in place of having like a white sauce with it. Uh, it's uh, you you add the okay. It's like evaporated milk and some other things like like pepper and like a little bit of lemon. Yeah, yeah. Cayenne. Okay. And then you mix that in with the, uh, it's basically if you're trying to make a better craft dinner. Yeah. Uh, you use the evaporated milk. Okay. Mix that, mix that in with a couple other things. And then once you've mixed that in, then you take the shredded cheddar cheese or whatever cheese you're using, mix that in. Okay. And it's very, very nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. If you want to make your macaroni and cheese taste like craft dinner, use Parmesan cheese. Yeah, I think there is some Parmesan involved. In you will get, well. you will get a real craft How dinner. How do you make it taste like Velveeta? Is there any, do you, do you know? Add Velveeta cheese. I guess you just add Velveeta. <laughs> that's pretty simple. Yeah, that's a fair I was just going to ask you, though, you, you don't like cold food then? 
Like what type of cold food? Like cold cuts? I'll eat a cold cut sandwich. Sure, I got no problem with that. I okay. Like an ice cream. I can just feel like popsicles oh, are good. I work a lot of people work heat up food for their lunch. Like I'm just a sandwich guy. I just pull a sandwich out of a wrapper and I eat it. But everyone else seems to have to. They have some sort of pasta or whatever that they like. They cold heat up. meatballs. I could probably do. Yeah. Cold chicken. I'm okay with. Yeah. Cold fish? No, not if it's cooked fish. That would be weird. Yeah, I don't know if I. But yeah, what are you going to do? Guy, Put it though, in the so. microwave? No, you're that jerk. <laughs> now you've ruined the whole uh, break room. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't want to. Don't want to bring fish to, be to a work. Real jerk like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I like. Um. I, I really like. I like cold food. Like I like cold pizza. I'm okay with cold pizza. I sure. like like cold pasta. Like like I said, I'll eat spaghetti cold or whatever. Um. Often, if I'm making meat pies, I'll cook an extra one, mm-hmm. and then I'll put it. I'll save it for later, and I'll have it in, leave it in the fridge for the next day, and I'll have it for cold for lunch. I don't know if I'm down with a meat pie uh, uh, with that. Uh, when you have the cold pizza, though, mm-hmm. you don't. I, I would not want uh, the stuffed crust cold pizza. Yeah, that's because fine. Because then it's just like you're actually eating a block of cheese, like a block of hard <laughs> it cheese. It is a bit of work. And that just feels like well, this is too decadent. If it's melted, I feel for some reason. Well, that's less sinful. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I have to uh, put a sheet over my head and uh, <laughs> not let God see me while I'm eating like cold, a block of cold cheese. I'm fine with that. All right. The only problem I you have, have a different relationship with God than I do. I do. That's true. Uh, the only problem I have, is, but I'll still do it, is I'll have the dip. Okay. And the dip does doesn't feel quite the same with a cold pizza than it does with a warm pizza. It feels a little weird. Yep. Like you're just, why are you doing this extra step? You're just, you're too lazy to heat it up. Why are you adding dip? I am not disagreeing with you. <laughs> now, Dave, I mentioned earlier that my, uh, my, I've got to give uh, my cat medicine. You do. And so I'm going to do that right now. You have the choice to either talk to yourself. Yeah. Or uh, pause. Play, I'm going to play our traditional intermission music. Starting Sounds great. Right now. Hello. Thank you so much for listening to our uh, uh, music. Uh, The music, of course, was composed by Dave. (laughs) He's uh, on uh, instruments that he played with his very sore fingers. That's true. I I shouldn't have played the finger drums through that, or the finger cymbals, or whatever other finger things there are. Yeah, the The finger finger banker. The finger lickers. Oh, both were disturbing. Sorry about that. In both cases, I, uh, I, I, I apologize. So uh, cats have gotten their antibiotics. And by cats, I mean one cat. One cat got his antibiotics. <laughs> That's good. And as, I'm I, glad I, it, as I wrote today I'm online... I'm glad you scaled it down. The thing uh, that uh, you know I, I really appreciate most about giving my cat drugs is the gratitude. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, the cats are grateful. Mm-hmm. They go, well, thank you, sir. Yeah. I much appreciate this. Sure. Thank you. Like, I know, by the way, that this was expensive mm-hmm. uh, for... For getting the dental work done and yeah. getting the little lumps removed. I, I I know that was expensive for you. And I know the drugs can't be cheap. <laughs> so let me just say right now, much appreciated. Yeah. Instead of, you son of a bitch of fuckers. Oh. Sorry. That sounds more like catitude. Yeah. Bunch of catitude. That's <laughs> eh, okay. He's worth it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. He will forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. They took one of his uh, fangs out, which is a which is a mm. little bit uh, like, oh, that That's was his look, bad. man. That yeah. was his look. You know, now he's got the one fang thing, which is pretty pretty cool. It's it's very much that uh, that comic strip that you can tolerate. 
what is that one? The comic strip with uh, Satchel the dog and uh, is it Bucky the cat? Oh, oh yes, yes. Get uh, fuzzy. Get fuzzy. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's got the old one one tooth look. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Why do you say I can tolerate it? Well, you like uh, the comic strips in the uh, mm-hmm. in the local I paper. Do. I and, do. And uh, I know you have the province, and I realize that's one of the comic strips in the paper. It is one of the comic yeah. strips in the paper. That's true. It's one I don't often read because my eyesight is poor. Yeah, there's a lot of yip yap. There's in a it. lot of yip yap. I like the Saturday one because it's bigger. <laughs> so sad to say this. Yeah, is Zach Hill still in the paper? Oh yes, it is. Oh boy. Yep, that's uh I never know what to think about these things. Oh boy, it's a confusing strip. I think we've discussed it before, but oh boy, it's like uh it's it's jokes that read like something um a parent would post on Facebook. Mm. You know about uh you know people are just too uh you know people get too offended nowadays, but it's like little kids that are saying it and like why are these little right-wing kids going around and saying all this stuff? <laughs> uh and occasionally you'll have a kid like they have uh, they have a black kid on there and I I know for a while he was trying to draw like dreads on the kid or some kind of hairstyle. Okay. And, uh, and then that got too hard. So just shaved the kid's head and it's like, mm. okay, yeah, cause it's, it's too hard. You can't, you can't do that. It's tricky. I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it, and they'd have like all these kind of feeling, not right wing jokes, but very conservative jokes. So like things used to be better in the old days, mm. says the five year old. Um, and then occasionally you'd have a thing with a mom who's basically a nag. That's her whole thing. And she's a nag. Okay. And everyone's like, ugh, what a nag. Uh, and then occasionally she'll look at a picture of her dead husband and cry for like a whole uh, uh, couple of panels. And wow. you're like, I don't know if I find this as funny as uh, <laughs> I yeah, should. That's right. <laughs> uh, like the funny thing would have been the last panel is, why did I murder him? <laughs> like what a yeah. twist. <laughs> I didn't, expect, didn't see that coming. Nope. Yeah. Neither did he. No, that's true. You know what? The last little while, I have to tell you that there's been some days where I've been reading the comics in the paper, and I've been confused by just how unfunny they were. Like, unfunny to the point, like, no no punchline. It's really weird. Like, even Blondie, which I find, like, a pretty... That's a pretty standard gag strip. It's a pretty standard gag strip that usually can carry it off. It's got a a lot of good, you know, rotating gags in it. And just, like, like yesterday, there was was one in there that was not funny at all and i can't remember what it was now i'm sorry it had to do with with uh the boss at work mr uh begins with a d dip dip dibney dibs mr dibs mr I don't dibbles know. <laughs> dilworth or something I can't remember mr that. dilworth mr mm, i'm not sure but what was this what was this anyway story? it was something to do with like him not getting a raise or something like one of those sort of jokes right. but it was just like statement statement like set up set up statement there's no joke oh. there's absolutely no joke it was just like and then here's the statement. Mr. Dithers, thank you. And I, I didn't even look that up. That's just Mr. Dithers. It was just a statement of fact, it okay. felt like. It didn't feel like it was like a gag where I was I was supposed to be laughing at it. All right, let's let's reenact that strip though right now. And uh and do you want to be uh do you want to be Dagwood or do you want to be Mr. Well, Dithers? This was, this, was, this was him reporting to Blondie about Mr. Dithers. Okay, so he was talking do you want to be Blondie or do you want to be Miss uh do you want to be Dagwood? And we'll recreate the strip. Oh, I can't recreate it though cuz I don't remember it. Okay, we'll just make it up. Then. Okay, right, let's so make it up. Dag- so we're not recreating it. This is a paraphrase. All right. I'll be uh, I'll be Dagwood. Okay, sounds good. Okay. All right. Hello, Dagwood. <laughs> I'm Blondie. How was your day? I'm making you an enormous freaking sandwich. <laughs> hey, Dagwood. That's, I can't I can't put that are voice you, to that you, body. Are you startled? I am or so. Is your st- hair always like that? I'm so startled by this. Or are you just perpetually al- oh. aroused? That also reminds me of a, a script, a strip where they they made a comment about his hair. Oh, okay. 
and I felt Did they like, ever make a comment about that giant button that's on his? Uh, I'm sure they have because it's a ginormous that's, button. But you shouldn't he pulls do that. that. One button open his pants. Oh fall my off. gosh! You shouldn't even like shouldn't do that with him though. There shouldn't be like a comment no. about his hair. His hair should exist as it is. Yes, it's not remarkable in that world. Okay, it's only remarkable to us, the reader. And by having someone remark on it in that world, it it kind of it brings you takes you out of the world. Okay, I'm sorry for commenting. I'll just I'll do it straight then. Yeah. Hey, Dagwood. Yes, How Blondie. How was your day at work? Well, I was talking to Mr. Dithers today, and he told me the chances of me getting a raise were zero to none. Oh, it's it's too bad that was filled up two panels. I don't know what to do for the third one. <laughs> that was the third one. Oh, that was the third. What was the second one? Uh, the second one was you going. I talked to Mr. Dithers at work yeah, today. Yeah. Okay, and the third one was, 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 was the zero of getting to none. A, yeah. Is that math? I'm not good at math. <laughs> you should be. You run a catering company. Okay. Oh, I do. Uh, with my with Tootsie. Yeah. Next door. Oh, I see you're reading. Reading, reading about them. Now. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, uh, the thing. What's the son's name? Son's name is. Uh, First, I will go with both names. What was he originally called, and then what was his uh, name uh, later on? I don't know what the son's name is. The son's name originally was Baby Dumpling. Okay. And then it's Alexander. Alexander. Oh, yeah. see, that's a nice name. Baby Dumpling, was that uh, was that named after like a reader's poll or something like that? Probably. That sounds, that a, that feeling, sounds about it? right, yeah. The daughter's name is what, Trixie or something Who, like that? Close. I'm close? It's a, he, uh, she shares a name with a, with a famous monster. <laughs> really? Yeah, with a very famous monster. Probably one of the most famous monsters that's out there. Really? A monster that's currently working to this day on a regular basis. Okay. Godzilla. Godzilla is a... No, she is not Godzilla Bumstead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. You're saying that's a bad guess? Yeah, this is a monster that appears on television every day. Really? Yes. A monster that appears on television every day. Correct. Uh, zombie Bumstead. No, and uh, since the late 60s, this has been a regular, uh, this monster has had a regular job, and it's not on Coronation Street, which is another long-running series. I'm just saying this monster has been on television since the late 60s. You've really thrown me off here. I can't even, I can't even think of it now. Okay. What if I said this? Would this be a good clue? Okay. Nom, 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 nom. Would that help you in any way, shape, or form? Oh, Cookie. Yes. Okay. Cookie Bumstead. Cookie. Also named the Cookie Monster. That's correct. <laughs> he is a monster, you're right. But he's not really a monster. He's he's the Cookie Monster, though, you're right. He is the Cookie Monster. I was, trying to, I was trying to look up the funniest current comic strips that are... Uh, that are that are out there. Okay. Uh, and is there like a is there is there a top ten funniest strips? <sighs> yeah, they got like 20, 24. What the hell? No, these are just all. This is all web stuff. Mm. And web stuff doesn't count. That doesn't count. What I'm looking for. I don't see that stuff. Here's what I'm looking for. Okay. I'm looking for something like a Nancy, which uh, you know has gotten quite funny lately. Olivia James Nancy. Which uh, which. Is, is that a real name, or have they have we determined whether that's a real person or not? It's a real person, but it's not a real name. She's taken on a pseudonym in order to pseudonym. S- that's right. In order to keep the people away from her. Yeah, I was trying to think like a uh, pen yeah. name. Yeah, everyone, everyone that's listing uh, the uh, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna look this up in a second. But like, I was trying to look up what the best modern comic strips are. Okay, like I know you're a fan of Luann. Would you say that is one of the best? Uh, the best uh, well, comics. It's that pretty are out subjective, there? It but I think it's. I think enjoy? it's very good. I, I do enjoy it. I think it's. You know what? I think it's a very successful comic because I think that he a has like a a pretty amusing strip every day. Okay. But also within those confines, he's telling a story. So he has con- continuing stories happening in the weekly strip. Yep. The weekend strip is always out of continuity. Just a, just a big old uh, goof. goof yeah, it's just a goof thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, usually yeah. something that's. It's usually pretty 
It's, it's good, but it's not... And the nothing. one character that has remained in the uh, classic style yeah. is Puddles the dog. The dog is still drawn as, as if he was a cartoon dog in the kind of original rough way. Yeah, I wonder if that's strange with the, for the dog. And the dog's like, what happened? Why did everyone change? Well, Am I, I guess if he what, was an actual what, thing rather than on? lines on a piece of paper. I know occasionally they have referred to the past version of Luann mm-hmm. when she's remembering something from her youth yeah. and remembers herself as a uh, bizarre-looking... Uh, character. It reminds me the dog. The dog reminds me of on Simpsons, yeah. where you see a character like uh, Reverend Lovejoy, yes. who's definitely a design that would not be designed today. Okay, but it's definitely like an early season character, mm. and that's why when I'm looking at Lu- uh, Luann, I'm like, ah, that there, there he is. There's there's something from uh, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And I I, w- I assume that he had changed his style when he changed when he like kind of grew the kids up a little bit. And got them out of high school, but but actually the reason that he changed the style was because he started drawing on a Cintiq, and he just changed the style then. It feels like it was around the same time too that Sally Forth really changed the style as well. Mm. Sally Forth isn't like the best drawn strip now. It's not badly drawn. It's not badly drawn, but it was much rougher. Yeah, uh, before, before the original writer was the artist, and then they gave up their the drawing duties to someone else, mm-hmm. and so I think they still. It's a very it's it's a bit of a bit of a snarky strip. I'm not a big fan of Sully Forth. Okay, I feel like it's a bit of a too too sarcastic. How about Rose's Rose? That one that one's got a lot of heart to it. Yeah, a kind of similar uh, situation, like yeah. a lot of. But, but it's kind of. I know that Dagwood pl- really plays the changes, but I feel like Rose's Road really plays the changes. It feels like it has a lim- more limited roster of things that it that it talks about, mm-hmm. and it seems to really. Kind of it overdo has some good those. ideas, and it just keeps repeating the same ideas. Yeah, yeah. I will it's agree very appealingly you. drawn. Yes. But yeah, it feels like he really likes drawing her as like biker gal, biker chick. Yeah, that's, that's, that's her, kind of that a, personality. Yeah, kind of like right. a pretty constant she thing you'll see. a little kid. Yeah, there's that's that kind of, that. there's that trope. There's the kitten doing something thing. There's, like, there's a few things that he'll just do over and over again. Yeah, and after the baby a while, talks you're... and weird baby talk. And uh, does the husband ever get any uh, fantasy sequences, or the husband just like... Hanging around and just yeah, he's guy. he's there for he's there for her. He's just there for her. He's yeah. John Goodman in uh, Roseanne. That's he's right. just there to yeah. be the Rock, Jimbo. Yeah. So I, I got a list That's here of uh, what's considered by uh, Complex dot com. You know that website. Oh sure. Uh, the twenty five best Sunday comic strips of all time. Okay, of all time. Well, as in like these are the best that consistently do good Sunday comic strips. Okay. Like some are from the past. Sure. Some are from the present. I'm gonna put Kelvin and Hobbs in there. Okay. That'd be surprised. I'm I'm just looking at 25 right yeah, now, so I yeah. don't know. I'm just guessing because he really took his time to make a nice Sunday strip every every. Uh, oh, absolutely. Every week. No, it was uh, in a very good. Uh, I like that you have your hands up as if I've challenged you in some way. No, I cannot. Uh, hands uh, off. No, I cannot I'm disagree not, with that. At I'm, all. Not gonna, I'm not going to. He's not. You're not going to interfere with this. More point. beautifully uh, drawn uh, strip uh, since Prince Valiant. Prince Valiant, I don't think is as beautifully drawn. Na- I mean, back in the day, yes. But if you look at it now, it's, oh, is that it's right? okay. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so so I'm going to go through these. And we're not doing this just to kill time. No, no why would Lord we do that? Lord knows I'm not a man to make a list and have us go through a thing <laughs> just to fill time because I forgot we were doing an episode today. <laughs> sure. That's not my style. No, not at all. No, I'm just I'm, – I'm full of no. good ideas. I'm free-balling. I'm we just like – I'm fine. Like, yeah, let's really get into – Feelings and, and emotions. It's not like that we knew this like a few days ago, and we could have like told people on Twitter or written on our Stinky Dragon page that we were doing the show early and get in your comments for last week's question. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like us. Okay, so number 25. 25. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey. But is it really, is it any different drawn the Sunday to the regular strip? I don't feel like it's, 
They might be saying these are just good strips, like uh, you know, there. But this is just do, okay. Well, I'll do agree a with good that. Sunday strip. Yeah. There's always a good boom, boom, boom gag. Beetle, here. Beetle Bailey is a prime strip. I own a lot of Beetle Bailey consistent. paperbacks. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, Sarge beats up Beetle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the general is horny. Uh, Miss Buxley is <laughs> Miss Buxley. Is, he's buxom. Uh, occasionally, uh, Mort Walker would draw naked pictures of uh, her. For people, and uh, they'd be very happy. Which I don't know. Like, okay, just lines on paper. This isn't the yeah. This isn't the days back before you could get pornography like that. Yeah. Like, imagine you're a fella, and you're like, oh boy, if only I had a drawing of Miss Buxley. Sure. Then I trace it. How hard is that to do? (laughs) Like, I don't care how bad an artist you are. You can draw Miss Buxley. Yeah. Knock yourself out. I don't want to say I might have done this once or twice, but like you know. You you could take that uh, that that pad thing where you draw a thing and then you pull it up quickly and it goes whoop, and okay. it erases the thing sure, sure. and you could like trace say take a picture of Wonder Woman you could draw her trace her yeah. and then maybe make her naked okay and then like when someone walks in the room you go whoop, and you just like pull it away and no one will <laughs> no one will see no one will see yeah you could uh, you could do that you could probably do that with Miss Buxley why am I going off on this tangent anyway Beetle <laughs> Bailey brother of uh of lois from high and lois that's right which is why i think chip looks very similar to uh it's fine it's fine it runs it runs the family that this uh, next one is actually the first comic strip i remember really liking that wasn't like a that wasn't peanuts because peanuts i liked from being cartoons but this is the one that you saw as a teenager and then you really liked no this oh. is one i saw i remember when i was like five oh and okay I went like yes Dondi. I want to read as much as dondy i love dondy <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Dondi was what I saw in Mad Magazine being parodied, and I never understood. <laughs> like, Dondi of the Dead. I would not get what that yeah. joke meant. Yeah. Uh, no, number 24 is Hagar the Horrible. Oh, yeah. Also, out of, uh, sort of from the Mort Walker stable as well. The first, Similar style. I remember the first Hagar the Horrible strip I ever uh, read, mm-hmm. and it was in the newspaper, and uh, I read it in the backyard, and I went, ha-ha. <laughs> and uh, the idea was uh, it was Lucky Eddie and Hagar, and they yeah. were at a restaurant. Okay. And uh, and uh, the waiter asked, how many meatballs would you like to Hagar? And sure. Hagar goes, one. And then Lucky Eddie turns to Hagar and just goes, I thought you loved meatballs. Next panel, an enormous meatball is on uh, Hagar's okay. plate. Yeah. And he goes, I do. <laughs> And as a child, <laughs> hilarious. More of this That's for me, great. please. That's great. Yeah. That's good. Okay. It was a, it was also one of those strips where it was hinted at that the lead character murdered people, but mm-hmm. you never really saw no, it. Wizard wouldn't. of Wizard of Id, clearly the king is murdering people yeah. like crazy. Yeah. There's always like uh like a gallows and we're about to hang a bunch sure. of peasants and you don't see yeah. it. Yeah. But like he is clearly murdering people. Sure. And we're all like, Yeah, there you go. That's fine. See also Croc, uh, Croc yeah. that about the French Foreign Legion, a lot yeah. of, and uh, Sherman's Lagoon. Sherman's going to be eating people uh, quite a bit. <laughs> and we're all fine with that. Okay. Uh, number twenty-three, cul-de-sac. Oh yeah, yeah, I like cul-de-sac. Yeah, I it was that very was good. Quite well, uh, well drawn. Unfortunately, the artist got ill. Yeah, yeah, that is very sad. Yeah, it went from two thousand four to two thousand and twelve. Richard uh, Thompson. Yeah, uh, really uh, beautiful strip. Uh, it looked like children's books, like the way it was uh, illustrated. And his Sunday pages were very nice because they were they were really they were painterly. Yeah, good use of color. Yeah, yeah. If you get a chance to check out uh, any of those books, uh, do so. Uh, number twenty two, uh, BC. Love BC. There's a lot of creativity in BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, before got vi- started slipping in the religious stuff. Starts yeah, that's in the weird really kind of ham-fisted. Before he was doing drawings of Bill Clinton mm-hmm. in a kayak going down some water yeah. and uh, and saying something about like, oh, this white water. And I'm like, 
Okay. Why is Bill Clinton in caveman in, in days? Caveman times, yeah. Why are we actually just saying, like, yeah. you can't just go whitewater and it's, I'm in whitewater. Yeah. It's a cover up and I'm being covered up. It's not, that's not quite a thing, but yeah. okay. But yeah, when they were actually uh, doing stuff with the characters, it was a lot of fun. Yes. I loved, I loved, loved, loved BC as a kid. I had many, many of the paperbacks. This would have been in like, yeah, grade four, I guess, grade, grade four, grade, yeah, grade three, grade four, that, that time period. I remember reading them. My family would take regular trips. Uh, every summer we'd go to a Soyuz for a number of years. And, uh, those were always my companions, uh, you know, as books to read in the off times when I my wanted to avoid would, uh, people outside. I my dad would come back from trips and give me those books, which mm. means he got them from the airport. I yeah. mean, clearly it's the last, the last second. Oh, oh yeah, there. Load up. Sure. There, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, what what do I care? It's great. I never read them in the paper though, because they were in the province, and I was a uh, my family were a Vancouver Sun reader. I family. believe they went back and forth from the Sun to the province. There were oh, a okay. few strips that did that. I think Blondie might have done that as well. There were some strips that would that get, would get canceled in one paper and picked up oh, okay. immediately in the other. Paper. Well, that's, that's a weird thing about Blondie because Blondie runs weekdays in the province, but the, oh. the Sunday strip is in the Sun. That's probably what I'm thinking about. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird, isn't it? It's but I don't. Up. I don't remember any other ones like that, but uh, yeah, I just loved. I, I thought uh, BC was very clever. With I love the uh, the dictionary, the Wiley's dictionary, yeah, and uh, just uh, Thor, the which you know, is like the a hands, cleaner the version man. of Playboy's unabridged dictionary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, Peter, the you know, and this there was all there was all good. It's yeah, all great. riding the, uh, the uh, riding the wheel. Yes. Yeah. There were some there were some animated versions of BC that were okay as well, mm. and quite a few uh, ads for tires. I remember with okay. uh, the BC character. I do remember that. I don't remember the the specials. I don't know if uh, Fat Broad is still called Fat Broad. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet no. I'm gonna bet she's called FB or some <laughs> such now. I hope so. Is Johnny Hart still around? I don't really know. I, I think he's that. passed away. Okay. But I'm not sure. It's been around since uh, 1958. Well, yeah, those. I mean, it's when you read about those guys like having like a writer's room and like working away trying to create script, the, the strips. You know, you're like, wow, it's, it's a lot of work. Is it though? I guess after a while, maybe you start off. You're like, this is easy, and then after a while, you're like, ooh. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But to be that guy, yeah. Like the idea of uh, you know how many gags do you have to come with, up with a week? Mm. I got to come up with uh, seven. Yeah. Oh, how yeah, many days fine. are in a week? Seven. Yeah. So you're telling me yeah. you got to come up with a joke a day. Yeah. Well, you come up with more than one a day because you do it all in. Oh, okay, I understand that. And then you got to draw it. Like I understand yeah, that. Yeah. But like the actual coming up with gags. Okay, fine. It just seems like it's three three hundred sixty four a year. Yeah. And then you times that by ten. That's a lot of work. And then you times that by one, you want to go golfing. I know. Well, then you do jokes about golf. Like all, then, all the all the strips clearly all went golfing the same day because <laughs> everyone's on the golf course, yeah. no, no matter whether you're a Viking or a caveman. Yeah. I think you know, or a businessman. I think, or a shark. You, you're going golfing. Yeah, I think there's that automatic part of it, but then I also think there's that artistic part of it where you know you have to like fight against yourself and your own doubts of the quality that you're producing. Sure. I mean, anything. There's you all do that kind of like stuff that. that gets. But in terms of amount that you have to do, I look at like someone who. Say writes uh, like like the South Park guys or what have you. You know, you got to write a full episode of a yeah. show every yeah. week. Or I mean, it's not every once again week, they but they do it. With, there's more than just two of them that work on the show. I understand that, but you have to come up with one more than one joke a day. I don't know where you're working as a comedian, but you've come, got to come up with one more than one joke a day, probably. Yeah, and uh, it it doesn't seem like it's the 
I don't know. Maybe I'm being a jerk about that. Uh, and yeah. also, much like the Flintstones, uh, uh, Christ is born in BC for some reason. Some people say that BC is not. Uh, I don't. I don't. That's not my BC. You don't think anytime they mention uh, Jesus, it's not your. I never BC? read that one. Well, I read it as a kid, so I never. I didn't. I, I missed. think they were still talking about Christmas. I don't remember talking Christmas. I don't remember Christmas jokes in there. Okay, well, we'll have to take a look. Number 21. You will. will. Number 21. 21. Number 21. Garfield. It's consistent. Sure is. It is consistent. I think in terms of like having like a narrow, you know, set of changes to play, that really has the narrowest set of changes to play. Yeah. It's, I mean, the early ones are uh, neat neat to look at and then they find out what the gags are and then they do the gags and... It feels like it could be written by a machine. Like, you could actually just put in the algorithm and just yeah. go, like, what are the Garfield jokes? And, of course, you know, the very funny Garfield without Garfield. If you ever get a chance to check that out, you take Garfield out. It's on, a very Tumblr, yeah, weird, dark strip. I feel like Garfield is sort of the the result of your saying, oh, it's pretty easy. You just think of a gag a day and just, yeah. Yeah, sure. you guys like uh, Snoopy, right? What if uh, Snoopy was a cat yeah. and uh, a bit meaner? And like, oh, okay, that works. And yeah. uh, and then, like Snoopy, started off more cat-like on all fours. Yeah. And then started walking on the hind legs, <laughs> started just doing shit. And basically, I, I would not be surprised if Garfield could drive a car now. Because I ever saw Garfield on a motorcycle. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's how it goes now. Number 20, Sherman's Lagoon. Do not like it at all. That is a strip I do not read. Okay. So that's all I will say about it. To me, it's... It's fine. Yeah. It it makes it makes Shouldn't me in the list. it makes me think of uh, mediocre Muppets. Mm. It's like uh, you know, a bunch of talking and then something gets eaten. Muppets, <laughs> you know, that's fine. Uh, oh, I completely disagree with number nineteen. Then forget it. No, Wait, twenty. You said I thought you said twenty was the next one. No, I went from uh, twenty was Sherman's Lagoon. Oh, I'm sorry. Now number nineteen is Pluggers. I don't know that Are one. you familiar with Jeff McNeely's Pluggers? Jeff McNeely, I know he was a political cartoonist. He was also the creator of Shoe. I liked Shoe. I liked Shoe very much as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one where uh, people, uh, uh, the readers contribute. And like a plugger, someone who's just like plugging away. Uh, life's never easy for them, but they, mm. uh, they get by. Sure. Uh, there we go. Uh, so uh, this example is there's a bear who's dressed as a person. And he's wearing a plaid shirt because the pluggers wear plaid shirts and sure, jeans. Sure. Basically, speaking of John Goodman, they all dress like John Goodman <laughs> okay. from Roseanne. Fair enough. So in this case, here's the gag. Uh, you see that the uh, the the bear is trying to get in some ice cream and he's putting it on some pie. Okay. And it says a plugger's battle of the bulge actually takes place at the a la mode. So, mm, so there I get you it. go. Okay. That's that's a thing. And the writer and the the reader sent in that, and I'm sure he got a thank you note. <laughs> there you are. Don't they get five dollars or something like the Reader's Digest? I, I'm not sure, but it's all these folks that are stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. They're the pluggers. Yeah. Number eighteen. I Oops. think you might agree with this one. Okay. Um, Dick Tracy. Oh, yes. Very good strip. Very great. Originally Chester Gould, who uh, started it in 1931 and went until what year, would you say, uh, Chester Gould uh, retired? In the 70s? So maybe 73? 77. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, nice and violent and well-drawn and uh, move along. and Yeah. Then uh, as you had to in the late 60s. Uh, Martians were involved. Went into space. Went into space. You had to. You the had spirit to. did it. Spirit did it. Yeah. Why, why not? Everyone else did. Why I'm not? sure Batman did it. Yeah. Everyone. You know, uh, I'm everyone. not thinking of it right now, but I'm sure there was. I mean, his best friend is an alien. Bet Superman's you, an alien. Superman already. did. Superman probably went to. The, I'm sure so, space. Superman went in space quite I'm often. Sure. 
yeah, Dick Tracy is a very well well done strip. It's and it is not easy to read uh, unedited because every strip repeats what happened the strip before, mm-hmm. and then sets you up for three more panels, and then the next panel tells you what happened in those last three panels. And then you get three more panels of new stuff. It's very, it's kind of difficult to read that Did way. Did you? Um, I have quite a few uh, paper or hardcovers. I was just about to ask: Is it easier in a hardcover thing where you could just skip over those? Yeah, and just read the middle bits. Yeah, but I'm kind of tempted. I'm because I'm kind of a I'm a very I'm a very linear person. I I still read those things. And much like uh, they had some similar villains to say a Batman or whatever. like you had half and half as opposed to Two Face, but very similar. Yeah. Uh, but Dick Tracy would kill. The villains at the I end. I always thought that was interesting. Or yeah. they wouldn't even so necessarily kill them. you end up with, them. like, son of flat top mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that feels kind of cheap, but... but it's I not did, cheap. You just can't bring him back. I which... did like that he, yeah, that, that like, like, there's a character, Prune Face, and he wasn't killed by Dick Tracy. He's He dies of exposure because he's fighting the police, and he cuts himself on the on the window as he's firing at them. Ugh. And, but there's a, a wind... Like a... a snowstorm and it's blowing all the snow into the room because he's broken the window to fire at them and he's just such a sta- the standoff lasts long enough that he bleeds out on this in the snow and he dies <laughs> just like Woof, what a way wow. to go what a way to go and the snow was covered in prune juice yeah did they explain ever why these villains had their deformities like like prune face what, what is he just a guy who happens to have been born with a prunish face or this did wrinkled, something yeah. happen and yeah, i don't know i don't remember I don't like know. half and half he was uh, doused with chemicals okay. on one side, and so that's yeah. why he looked like that. Yeah. But like flat top, it's just what he looks like. Sure. The, uh, the oddest one I remember reading was Pear Shape. Yes. Which is a guy with a big butt, basically. Yeah, and he cannot lie. <laughs> and, and Dick Tracy could not de- deny. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very <laughs> he said, my dick don't want yeah. none unless you got buns on. <clears throat> There's uh, 88 keys. It's another one. Flat top, of course, you said. Prune face. Um, the mumbles, mole, the mole, mumbles. Yeah, there's lots of great there's characters. There's a beady-eyed one too. I yeah, yeah, that's one. right. Yeah, not beady eyes. Much a, like, uh, like James that. Bond, if you have anything wrong with you physically, you're evil. Let's remember that. Good-looking people uh, are good. There are some people who are. Uh, uh, oh, there was a stinky guy as well. Bo plenty. Bo plenty. But he was more like a. Yeah. He was more like um, an old prospector type who was yeah. like took advantage of of you. He wasn't like evil. No, he no, just, he was more like a huggy bear. He had like a yeah. he had a he had an angle. Sure. He had an angle on you, and his angle was get some money out of you because you're you're in a bad situation. And I can take advantage of it. Uh, there was one character who's like he was a health nut. Was like oh, vitamin- yes, you're right. Yeah, vitamin. Oh. Yeah, I want to say vitamin deficiency, but that's not correct at all. And then there was a guy who was an actor, and he was very good looking, but he was he was bad. So it wasn't always who was who was, was just, Madonna in um in in the movie. Who who did she play? Was she an actual yeah, character I from think, the thing? I don't remember her being an actual character from it. BB Eyes was the character okay. I'm thinking of there. There was a Breathless Mahoney. Breathless was, Mahoney. I think that's maybe that who she was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And there was also a guy who looked like the question, which was the blank. Mm, mm. Big boy. And the, I would I would buy more of those books. I just I, you know to be honest with you, I bought bought them and then I I piled them up and I have I've not I've not read them all, so I need to. No, you're making you're making me want to uh, to, to read that. There were some that came out in paperback in the seventies where they flaky biscuits. Mm, nice, that's cool. Where they edited the stories. Uh, for length and but not for violence because they're still pretty violent. Oh, very violent, yeah. Because uh, uh, Prunface, for instance, was a was a German spy during World War II. Vitamin Flintheart. Vitamin Flintheart. Yes, yes. Very, very good. And now was he an actor though as well? 
This is an excellent question uh, that should be answered uh, <laughs> in a matter of seconds. Yes, an actor and friend of Dick Tracy. Okay, That's right. okay. He occasionally found himself on the wrong side of the law when he crossed paths with several of Tracy's most notable rogues, including Flat Top, Blow Top, Top Top, Bottom Top, <laughs> Topper from the movie Topper, mm. and from Topper Returns, Measles, Influence, and Shaky. Okay. The the original uh, characters weren't all that crazy. Like, there was a guy named Joe the Tramp, and he just had, like, he had one eye that was bad, like a one eye. That's w- enough to make you evil. One eye was, was dis- damaged in some way. And but he reformed, Joe the Tramp. Reformed. Yeah, he didn't have enough that was wrong with him. Yeah, <laughs> so he had two bad eyes. It's only half bad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of Dick Tracy. I think it's a very, very well made strip. And uh, one of the worst cartoons ever, like animated cartoons. Oh, Joe Jitsu and all that. With Joe Jitsu, and there was like a dog as I well. That. Uh, yeah, he'd always like start with like, "Oh, there's a crime. I better go team up with." These questionable characters, <laughs> and uh, then, he, then he would. Uh, number seventeen, get fuzzy, which we talked oh, about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, get fuzzy. I think if like having read, I have a couple of collections of it, like you know the book kind of things, and yeah. I, I do enjoy it in that form, format where I can just sit. Yeah, you in just the sit chair. down and read it. Yeah, yeah but you're right. Good. Comic strips are so small now. Yeah. that a strip like that just it just it's really hard to read. And and I'm eating my cereal. I just don't have time to like. I just take my glasses off to read the strips because I just can't. Because I need to peer peer down at them. Because the problem with, okay, I have progressive lenses. Let me just briefly bracket this conversation with this little... Yeah, your your, your glasses are very woke. They're very woke. (laughs) And the problem with progressive lenses, though, is they... Here's the problem with progressive lenses. Okay. They don't even see color. (laughs) So, that's very good. That's very good. Write that down for your Twitter. So... Uh, I'm going to see this later, everyone. You will, you will, too, if you follow Ian at all. He's writing it down in his notepad here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so now the problem, with, the problem with progressive lenses, though, is like, okay, you have bad eyesight. That's the thing. But I've had bad, bad eyesight since I was, I was in kindergarten. That's when I got glasses. Okay. So I've had bad, bad eyesight my whole life. The thing is, though, I didn't start wearing glasses until I was in grade 12. Like, I would get them. My mom and dad would get them for me. And then I would take them off and put them down somewhere. And that was the end of them. Right. And it wasn't until grade 12 when I would, like, literally walk past people and on the, on the bus. And your David, you're beautiful. That's right. That did happen to me one time. But anyway, uh, I would walk past... I'll call the police. Well, I walked past... <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. I walked past people on the bus. Yeah. And I did, like, friends, and I wouldn't recognize them because I, they were... Talk about get fuzzy. They were just, like, these, you know, things. And I just didn't know... Who, they'd be like, Dave. Be like, oh, hey. So I finally acknowledged myself I needed to get glasses. But... You know, my whole life I spent reading books and stuff like that with them, like against my face, and that was my com- and that's how I'm comfortable reading. Still, I like to like have the book close to my face when I'm reading. With progressive lenses, they're designed for you to read with things at arm's length from you. Yeah, that's that's where the magnification is. So hold out your hands, and so the idea is you're going to read books like at full arm's length. Well, no way am I reading a book like that. So I don't. So whenever I'm reading, I just take my glasses off or, or push them up over to my top of my head, and I just read the way I've always read. So when I'm reading the paper in the morning, my glasses come off, and I just peer, you know, very closely at the paper. And that's the same. And it's the same with. And the problem with the comic strips is they're so cl- tiny now yeah. that you can't read them, even though they're clear at arm's length. The writing is too small to be read from that distance. So I just end up in the same situation. But anyway, get fuzzy's good. I, I don't understand why they don't make the comics uh, bigger, put them on more pages, because they're they're paying the same amount for them as printing them small. Yeah. So, 
if you print them on, on more pages, you can stick, still stick some ads on the bottom. Yeah. You're making your ad money. Yeah. You don't have to pay columnists or buy more material. Yeah. And people go, oh, I like this because, you know, who reads who reads the newspaper now? Older folks. Well, I can read the comics. <laughs> this makes me happy. How many pages of comics are there? Four. Fantastic. I love it. It seems like it's uh, yeah. you're, making, you're making everyone happy. I don't see the negative to that. They do. Why? What's the negative? What are you missing out on? They're not putting the news in the paper. The news is the important part of the paper, sir. Is it though? That's what they think. Have you read the province? <laughs> no, yes. Yeah. The other day there was a there was a this is the front of the paper. Okay. Front of the paper. Sure. This guy is complaining mm-hmm. on the front of the paper sure. that the marijuana he's buying is coming it's it's coming and it's not the correct weight when he's buying it. Who's he buying it from? I don't know, but he's gonna complain to the government. Okay. And I just, is he buying it from the government? Maybe. I don't know what this Well, if he's buying it from the government, that is that actually But is you don't thing. buy marijuana from the government. You can. Like you're going to buy it from a, isn't it like a liquor store situation now? Like we haven't opened but them not, here yet. But not the mail order ones. Isn't it? No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I know there's places in BC where you but not not in Vancouver yet. Yeah. But like if the government is selling you pot and yeah. saying we're selling you whatever, I don't know how much like, you know, grams of pot, yeah. and then they send send it to you and it's not that many grams of pot, yeah. I would say that is something to complain about because Sure, to them, but not to the paper. Oh, like what the fuck do I care? <laughs> like I could fucking give a shit that okay. you're getting late, you're getting stuff. You ever heard of the word? Here's some words for you, sir. Caveat emptor. There you are. It's a legal term, meaning let the buyer beware. Meaning that you are responsible for what you're paying, and if you don't like it, you complain to that person. I don't need to give. I don't need to care about it or care about it. Okay. Well, what should they write a letter about then? This is not even a letter. This is the front of the paper. Oh, this is front of the. This is an article with a headline at the front of the paper with a picture of this Dumbo. Okay. My All gosh. Right, fair, fair enough. Come on, everyone. I would say that is a letter. That's a, maybe that's an editorial. That's a that's slow a news cover. day. Well, that's the thing. No one died. That's I guess you could say like uh, nobody died. That's that's my, nice. My interest in the paper died. There's, there's times when I when when they do start off with kind of a dumb news story on the news, and I go like, uh, oh, things are okay. That's yeah. good. This is this is a dumb story. I'm mm. I'm fine. Uh, number sixteen. Well, this is the thing. So though. go ahead, please. This is the thing. Like, okay, so as a gift for for Lisa, Mary got her. A couple years ago, got her. Uh, it was like framed the paper that came out the day she was born. Yes. So it was like the front page of yes. the newspaper was actual paper. It wasn't like a. Re- it wasn't a gag headline. It wasn't a facsimile. No, it was an actual paper. <laughs> Parents decide to keep baby. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. But what okay. was really fascinating about it was the amount of international news. Oh sure, sure. Headlines on the front of the paper, which you would never see now, like. You know, this guy getting the late, this is getting late loaded with his stuff from the marijuana factory. Yeah. He's getting the front page over the fact that President, United, you know, US President impeached. Mm-hmm. That's not on the front page of the paper. Like, that is big news. It is. It's just so, well, it's news and it's not. It's like, it's news, but it's not new. It's like, it's been going on so long and won't go on so long. But here's the thing. Like, back uh, back when uh, your, your wife was born, which is not a million miles away from when I was born, yeah. uh, they had recently had uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And so, you know, it's like, what's going on with the rest of the world? Because uh, we almost all died, right? Yeah, okay, let's check it out. Let's make sure what's going on with the rest of the world. Okay, it's good to know. All right, because this is important to us. Where I think people now but even when I don't was... feel that the rest of the world will affect them as much. That's not the headline that will grab well, them. They like, are silly. They're wrong. Yes, correct. But but not even like the cra- not even the crash of the plane in, in Tehran was on the front of the paper. Yeah, that's dumb. That, that, that is crazy. One hundred percent. That should be the the cover story. And 
like I mean, I delivered the paper for as a as a as a kid, like in through high school. Yeah, no one wanted you to, but you just like throw <laughs> papers on different stoops. Give it, yep. And and I remember like following the the revolution in Iran on the on the front of the paper as I would be delivering. I would read the, you know, I'd be walking along looking at the front of the paper, and uh, yeah, that's how I followed followed these things that were happening sure. in the in, in the news. And it's just strange to me now that we are so insular that it's more interesting that some dummy. Is you know he's gonna have some problem with his marijuana deliveries rather than you know people died in a in a plane crash over being shot down over Tehran like that doesn't make any sense to me. No, you're absolutely right. That 100 percent is the news of the day. Yeah, cover that. Yeah, dopes. <laughs> I mean, it's covered inside, but it's not. It's not felt to be front page news. It's very strange that it isn't. Like international news is no longer front page news. Apparently, people want local news. I guess they've done a survey and discovered that people want local news. What they didn't discover is that people who answer surveys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and no one knows what they want anyway from life. If you yeah. only give people what they want from life. That's not what the news is about. Yeah. Like people, people don't know this, but they also like to be surprised. Like they like to go to something and it's not what they expected. Yeah. It's better than they expected. Yeah. That's, it, you know, that's like a, that's a big deal. I will agree with you. But people, you know, if you ask them in a survey, if that's what they want, they're not going to say that's what I want. Like no, you, everyone gets vanilla ice cream and yeah, uh, noodles yeah. with butter, and uh, <laughs> it's a terrible restaurant, and you close down in a week. There you go. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, number 16. Yeah. Oh, we're never getting through these. Number 16. <laughs> Mother Goose and Grimm. Mm, it's okay. It's okay. It's yeah. it's okay jokes. Sure. It's well drawn. Yeah. Very well drawn. Another editorial cartoonist, Mike, I believe. Uh, Mike Peters. That's yeah. right. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, he's got a thing. Uh, number 15. Uh, non sequitur. Single panel yeah. guy cartoons, quite yeah. quite good. I uh, think they deliver well, uh, well drawn. It's okay. It's all right. It's, it's another one that I it's saw. Not, it's not as good as Bizarro. No, I'd Bizarro is very good. Better. Bizarro is very good. And which was not as good as uh, The Far Side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the non is another one where I saw uh, they had a strip where there was no joke in it. Oh, what was that? The non sequitur. Like, yeah, I can't it? remember what it was now. Uh, you know, if you want to take pictures of things, I will. But yeah, it was just something where I just noticed I read it and I thought, huh, like what? Why am I reading this statement? Shouldn't there be a joke here for me to, to me to chuckle at in the morning as I eat my toast and let me write a letter to the province about it, dear province? I hope I'll be in the front cover. While I was <laughs> weighing my weed, uh, what was the headline? Do you remember what it was for that guy? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. It was something to do. But he, Ask gas or grass? No, it wasn't like a f- like witty that. one. No, it wasn't. I might be at home still. I'll see if it's still there. No, probably not. It probably got probably got sent out. The okay. Good day. Oh, we just cool. had our we just had our garbage pickup on tuesdays so that's when the papers go so number 14 yep. pearls before swine love it it's got some funny in there it's very good i mean it, to be honest with you it's getting a little repetitive now for me but it's been around since 2000 it's been around for a while it's been around 20 years yeah maybe yeah. that's enough it's true that's fine move it on move it on you get 20 years but i then we're good i do especially love his sunday strips where he does uh, usually does long, a long shaggy dog story an elaborate with an elaborate pun at the end of it that's right just, that's i really a shaggy enjoyed dog this. story yeah. and i love that the characters go and hit him with a stick after he's done a pun you know? <laughs> like uh, just, i think it's a lot of fun it's it's very simply drawn it works really well in the in a modern uh comic strip format it works really well because it's just very simple and uh uh i liked when uh, bill watterson subbed for him for a couple of days oh i didn't know that oh yeah oh maybe i did know that yeah mm. he, he, yeah he, yeah he came in and there was a little bit of a reveal on that i was like what oh that's 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 yeah. pretty good uh number 13 yes. uh, uh i'm i don't mind the strip i don't like the writer of the strip okay uh dilbert 
Okay, yeah, Dilbert's good. I mean, it's, it's a got good strip. It's got some good gags, yeah. I know that he's unpopular as a as a comment. As a human being. As a commentator on, yeah. on Twitter or whatever, but the strip itself uh, is very good. It is really good. He, is, he has kind of become, I would say, not with the artistic skill, but he's become kind of the new Al Cap. Okay. You know, where it's just like, well, this is a controversial issue. Let me just tell you what I think and get, and get into it. And you're like, oh, well, we don't need that. Uh, we just want to enjoy your strip. No, oh, I've got opinions and they're unpopular and uh, not good. I'm like, okay, fine, Al. Well, you maybe, go yell at John you know Lennon I'm for a while. Sh- I'm sure they're popular with it with, you know, among some people. I'm and that's, sure. that's the feedback he's getting. I'm sure they are. But yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, I remember like as a teenager when it first came out, there was a lot of like talk about how it was like the dumbing down of comics or it was like cheapening them in some way or there was like they were garbage and badly drawn or whatever, which they, you know, they're not great drawings, but yeah. it's actually like, you know, there's maybe four strips that I look forward to every day to read every day, maybe five that are my favorite Pearls Before Swine, One Big Happy, uh, Blondie. Dilbert and Luann. Those are the those okay. are the those are the ones that I always want to to make. Write to the paper and say make these ones big, so I can just <laughs> see them and I'll be fine. And that and you know that and you know Dilbert delivers every day. I mean, sure, it's a wry look at life, live working in cubicles or whatever it is. And I don't do that, so a lot of that humor is. But I mean, it's also universal, and you know, it's yeah. And when you think like, oh, this seems like this is easy to do. Did you see the Dilbert television show? Not that easy to do. Okay. No, yeah. You see that and go like, well, that's a that's a stinkeroo. That's no. Uh, that's <laughs> he no had nothing to do with the television. I'm trying show? to remember who Dil- was played by Dilbert. I want to say Drew Carey. That might not be right, but I know okay. Chris Elliott was Dogbert. Okay. And I'm sure he had something to do with it, but it uh, did not fly. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, number twelve. This is an odd one. Uh, Tom the Dancing Bug. Okay, that's which is it was all right. I've, I mean, it's all right, but it's more of a yeah. isn't it more in like a free weekly kind of a thing? Well, no, it's it's in it's in the papers. It oh, is okay. in the papers, so I'll give it I'll give it that. Uh, it's uh, political, and uh, you know, I know of I know I it. I don't even know if Doonesbury still uh, is in the papers. Is Doonesbury still a, a, a newspaper? It's on the Sun. Yeah, I think they occasionally do Sunday ones. Like I've seen new ones, but I'm not sure if it's just online or not. I think he kind of cut himself off. Cut himself. Think cut his throat. I think he's done. Well, maybe. Well, he did that thing where he demanded that it be printed at a certain oh, size. Oh, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah. But, so they, but then it got moved to like the uh, editorial pages and stuff like that. And I think that kind of really sunk his. I boat. remember like Charles Schultz was like, how dare he on, on that? And like, hmm, doesn't seem like a good position to take. But all right, fair enough. Shrinkity shrink, 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 shrink. Well, no. I mean, he's right in a way. I mean, he's right to complain about it. But I think in terms of like his own, you know, is having a place to. To appear, he really cut himself cut himself off. Yeah, but if he puts in so much detail and 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 again, some so many words yeah. that if you shrink it to a certain point, it is just unreadable. Mm. And so, you know, if this is what you want to do, either like print it at a size that can be read or not. It's not like an ego thing. I think of yeah. like mine deserves to be so beautiful. Yeah, um, it certainly would be nice to see what he had to say about modern times. I, I, he has been doing some, some modern oh, strips okay. for sure. Okay. I've seen, I've seen some. Okay. This is, uh, something I should, uh, have looked up, but I, uh, you know, we'll see. Hey, everybody out there. Is Toonsbury still going on? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, number 11, Zitz. It's pretty good. Yeah. I think well drawn. Yeah. I think it's, uh, fine. It's touching at times. It's, uh, sweet. It works. It's, uh, it's fine. It's, uh, Money in the Bank. Been going on for 23 years. There you wow, are. Wow. Really? Yeah. Cause the same guy who writes Baby Blues is, is as well. You know what? I'm getting. I'm getting that a very young person might have uh, picked this list. Looking okay. at what's coming up now. Okay. Uh, next one is uh, Leo, L I O, which is a pretty well done 
strip. Don't know. I'll it, give so you that. Black and white. I know. I'm sure you. I'm sure you don't. It's been going on since 2006, so it's just a baby strip. Okay. That's still a long time. This doesn't run in the any papers yes, it that I guess. Yeah, but not in not in our our papers. I mean, yeah. this doesn't run in, in papers I guess. Yeah, a lot of jokes about uh, death and monsters, and he's got kind of an Ed Grimley type hair thing okay. as a little kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, go check it out. Number nine, <laughs> uh, Boondocks. Boondocks is fine. Aaron Magruder uh, is angry uh, in a good way. Uh, uh, Did some nice relevant strips and uh, uh, ran till uh, 2006. From uh, it ran uh, from 1996 to 2006. That seems enough. Okay. And it was uh, it was fine. I think it was a two TV show or something. It did get a TV show. Okay. Number eight. Boy, we are really uh, all over the map on these ones. But uh, number eight. Speaking of political things, Pogo. Great strip. Beautifully done. Beautifully drawn. Never understood it as a kid. Liked reading it. Didn't get it. No, of course not. I mean, even now, it's hard to get. Very hard to get. Because it's very topical, and in some ways, that makes it very distant. But it was a a mix of both wordy and beautifully drawn, which is, nowadays, you got to pick one. You can either give me a lot of words, or you can (laughs) give me a beautiful drawing, but we don't got room for both. No, that's true. Yeah, but... uh, we have uh, but his met was the enemy drawn for and um, he is us. His was drawn sort of with for a left-leaning New York paper that um, was kind of uh, writer writer owned, basically. Like mm-hmm. the, the people who worked for it owned it, and so you know he had the room to, to spread his wings. The other the other strip that appeared in there that I don't think will be in this list is Barnaby. Oh which yeah, yeah. I, which I think About is an a, angel, right? Like was it a fairy? Uh, he's a, like a fairy. fairy godfather. That's right. Uh, and. It's very Mr. O'Malley, and it's it's very 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 good. It's a very good strip. Okay, have you got collections of that? I do. I have five collections. There was five. Okay, five good. books, like paperback who, books that who, were put, who put them out. out. Like like a a science fiction publisher. I think they must have oh. just been a fan of it. Like Tor or Dar, one of those kind of ones like that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. did the, did the uh, creator of that uh, do anything else? Like I feel like that. Yeah, creator, he did Harold and the Purple Crayon. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking Croc- like there's something that they've done that was more famous than that. His name was Crockett Johnson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven uh, by Matt Green Ground and Granning. I don't know the guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Life in Hell. Life in Hell. Okay. Not a really a newspaper strip, but okay. Well, it was a newspaper strip, but it wasn't, it wasn't a daily, a yeah. daily newspaper strip. Yeah. It was a weekly but newspaper it was great. strip on the very It was great in its day. It was fantastic. We loved it so much. It was uh, probably the most, aside from Peanuts, the most influential strip for me. That's the reason I started doing a uh, weekly comic strip okay. in, uh, in yeah. the uh, local alternative paper, Yeah, um, which kind of got me later on uh, doing comic books, my own self-published comic books, which got me work with The Simpsons, coincidentally. So he became my boss. Oh, and the circle, the unbroken. Number six. By and by, Lord, by and by. Uh, some people consider this one of the greatest uh, comic strips of all time. I could maybe try and get you to guess this one. Uh, very surreal strip. Very surreal? Very surreal strip. Oh, so be Crazy Cat. It is absolutely Crazy Cat. George Harriman uh, running from 1913 to 1944. Which is funny because um, Jason, when he came on the show last time, uh, as a, gave me a gift of a Crazy Cat book that he had bought at a used book, st- book oh, sale. Oh, nice. And he said, I bought it, and I thought I would, because I thought I really liked Crazy Cat, and then I was reading it, and I realized, I don't really like Crazy Cat. <laughs> so he gave it to me. I understand. And I'm okay on Crazy Cat. I think it's it's something that you either get it or you don't get it. Speaking, yeah, it's speaking very we're much, talking about like how many ideas you have and how you yeah, repeat them, yeah. this basically had one idea repeated <laughs> over and over yeah, again, yeah, which yeah. was, uh, you know, Officer Pup was yeah. in love with Crazy Crazy Cat, right? Yeah. Was that, and the crazy cat was in love with Ignatz the mouse. That's right. And Ignatz the mouse was throwing bricks at crazy cat. Yeah. 
uh, which Crazy Cat liked. Yeah. And then uh, Officer Pup would arrest Ignatz for throwing the bricks. Repeat for 30 years. Yes, it was very... Yeah. And it was just one of those strips that... And the people who loved it, loved it. And luckily for the creator of Crazy Cat, George Harriman, it... Uh, he editors loved his work, and so he was able to keep on working. And uh, yeah, and uh, Bill Watterson counts uh, him as an influence. I would think I could see yeah. that, and uh, in a in a way that I don't understand. So does Michael Stipe. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, this. Oh, by the way, Doonesbury is the next one up at number five, and saying that uh, it's it's still around today. Apparently, okay, uh, I believe it. <clears throat> this is not published here in our in our neck of the woods, I guess. It was always interesting looking at the old collections and just seeing how the art improved over time. Yes. Yeah. And he definitely, well, definitely he took a year off to improve his drawing as well. That's right. He did. He took more than one break, I think. Yeah, but yeah there was a famous year. break, which was like, well, what's going on? You you can't just take a break as an artist. What what are you doing? Yeah, I just need a break. You can't. What are you, what are you talking about? And then like he came back and it was a big deal. Is he still married to Jane Pauley? This is a very uh, this is a fine question that hmm. you ask, and uh, and, uh, and 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 it's one that can be answered, nay, should be answered, yay, <laughs> shall be answered, yes. They are still married. Yeah, That's married nice. since 1980. I wonder if I have a feeling they met met during like a, a profile she was doing of him as a, as a, the artist of Doonesbury, and then a romance blossom. But I'm not certain. I would like to think that was the case, though. In fact, I'm going to insist that is the case and not. Deal with, with Let me tell you what's going on with Doonesbury now, Dave. Sure. I'm sorry we asked you guys to like write in. I'm sure you wrote in halfway through the episode. And yeah. We're like, oh, now I got to stop writing. <laughs> uh, new Sunday strips, yeah. and it's uh, rerun strips through the week. I see. He has uh, gone into semi retirement. You know, he's done it since the. He said it. He did it in college. He drew it yeah. as a college. As a he's college. He's the kind thing. of retirement that when Matt Groening was doing Life in Hell was his full time gig. So that, that's you right, know yeah. that's that's yeah. not too bad. Sure. He's like he's like I say, he started in college and then he. But then it became a, a syndicated strip, and personally, personally, I own all of, all of Doonesbury up to a certain point. I have a all of the books. I have the early used, books, the early paperback books, and then the later, slightly larger ones. I used to date um, uh, someone who uh, something she would ask me to do would be to flip through any Doonesbury book, uh, say the punchline, yeah, and then she would she had memorized the entire uh, wow. joke, like wow. she had memorized like every Doonesbury strip. There Crazy, was. yeah. I would put myself in that. That book. This is one of the strips that I, I like a lot. That I've you know have a ton of books. And it, it went on so long that a baby that was adopted from Vietnam grew up, and then uh, the lead character married her later on in the uh, in the strip. Kim. Wow. Yeah. And then they had had kids, and those kids are now I think adults. It's gone on so long, but yeah. Sheesh. Yes. Sheesh and golly. It's a, it's a great. Uh, it's a great strip. Does that make him a creep for marrying someone so young? Who knows? Who knows, Mike Doonesbury? I don't think she was a kid, though. She was. She well, she was a she was a she was a little girl, and she was uh, from Vietnam, and she was the one. She, it would be her thought balloons while she's sitting in her high chair, and that's the character Kim. She later grew up and started working for Mike Doonesbury's company, and uh, they flirted a little bit, and then became a romance, and then they ended up getting married. Okay. But yes, it was uh, it was her. He never aged though. He got some gray around the temples because oh, okay. he represents the um, the artist, and the artist does not see themselves age except for graying around the temples. I see, and so there and there. Also, okay. how like 
I get Gasoline Alley, which who the heck knows might be in the top four, uh, <laughs> doing the doing the aging over time. Yeah, but uh, that's a tricky thing to do. It is. You know, how do you age your ink? Did you put a wrinkle in one day, then you add a second wrinkle? You like make a note to yourself two years from now. Add a add a crow's foot. Okay, <laughs> four years from now. Yeah, you know, uh, give a bit of a punch. Well, you get growing a year older every year. Uh, number four are the Berkeley breathed uh, comic strips. Can Bloom you name all three? Bloom County, Outland, and, and Penguin Dreams? No. Penguin Dreams was a book. It was a book, though. Outland. I don't know what the third Opus. Ah, oh, shoot. I was going to say Opus. Turn it. I was going to say something with Opus in it, but I couldn't remember. Uh, I mean, okay, well, I was delivering the newspaper when... Bloom County came into the into the papers, and I so I vividly remember first reading like the first strip and just being blown away by how great it was. And just thinking, this seems so great, like the guy, like the Viet, the Vietnam vet in the wheelchair, and I don't remember any of the characters' names or anything now. It's for Opus. Milo was I Milo, think the yeah, character. Right. I forget yeah. the name of the his his friend who was kind of his Linus. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I thought it was great. They introduced uh, Bill the Cat, which was their parody of Garfield, and just saying that it was uh, too commercial. Ack. And then uh, it became very commercial. Yeah. You know, the joke yeah. became the truth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, then he, he, he shuttered the strip and then came back with Outland, which was going to be just a, a weekly strip and really beautifully done. With a, yeah. There was a little girl who was the lead, but Opus would remain, and I think Bill the Cat occasionally would show up. And then that didn't do that well so they kept putting the bloom county characters in mm-hmm. then that got the knicks uh but the opus books i believe were doing okay and they had like a special a wish for wings that work that did okay so then yeah they did the opus strip and then i don't think that necessarily went that well and then he did the movie mars needs moms okay which was going to be a huge thing and it was an enormous enormous flop that I think like uh, almost like killed a studio, and uh, and yeah, and I think he's still he's he's doing fine. He's doing fine now. I'm sure he's he's fine. I'm sure like Bill Watterson, he uh, made made his nut, but he did keep coming back. That's the thing. Well, you're an artist. You, when you, you see you Bill Watterson go, like he made that nice clean exit. Yeah, it's very strange to me that he doesn't want to draw anymore. Is Bill Watterson? Right? Yeah. Well, that you know of. Well, that's the thing, of course. Yeah. Again, when you see like that, he's doing pearls before swine. Like, do you? Do anything that we don't know about, you know? Is there something <laughs> I'm like... I'm sure there's are that. Are you doing but... a prince-like vault that will open at some point in the future? <laughs> Number three yeah. uh, is uh, probably uh, our, our favorite, you and me, generally, of uh, comic strips. It should be number one. All right, what do you think it is? Peanuts. That's correct. It should be number one. Which is, of course, a title that uh, Charles Schultz hated. He hated he, he the did. name Peanuts. Yeah. That sounded inconsequential, uncon- and so, like, in the later Sunday strips... It would say peanuts as small as possible, featuring good old Charlie Brown That's right. as large as possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, well, what is more to say about peanuts? What is more? Yeah, really. It's just one of the greatest strips of all time, and it's it kept evolving and changing. And if did. you looked at the first couple of which strips, I love that you would, style, I you love would the never style. see it as yeah. what it ended up being. If you go, if you go forward, like. Uh, like it ran from uh, 1950 to 2000. If you just skipped ahead 10 years at a time, very different strip every 10 years. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it shows you how, how an artist can evolve and change. And Sure. Yeah. Sometimes through mishap or misfortune, like he had to re- learn to redraw with his left hand because yeah. of a stroke, which is something. Uh, uh, there's another artist that had to do that, but it's very difficult to do. It's, uh, you know, and he, and he also how proprietary he was of his characters. Like there's no script that was written or 
drawing done of his characters that wasn't done by him. With the exception of? With the exception of? With the exception of the uh, the comic books. Oh, that's right. The comic books. Were, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, he's just, it's very much just who he was. Just a, And by the way, when you see those comic books, it's yeah. weird because the perspective is different. Yeah. They'll show like yeah, looking right. down a street. You're right. I like, think no, about it now. I wrong. have seen them. Yeah, it's not right. Uh, not so right. yeah, we've we've talked a lot about peanuts because uh, it's so good. We will talk more about it. Number two, yeah, uh, it's uh, probably the best um, single panel strip. Okay, far side, far side indeed. That's right. I wouldn't disagree with that being number two. I think it certainly spawned a gen- uh, spawned a, a myriad of of imitations. It was also not when- just non sequitur, not just Bizarro, but non but. Um, Tundra and all kinds of different ones that have come out. It uh, was legitimately funny at a time when comic strips were. That's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. You can you can have the humor that's like it's nodding humor. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I feel comforted by this. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, but it was it was actually a legitimately laugh out loud funny yeah. joke. Yeah, almost every day and like holy moly and a very surreal strip as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 simply drawn but well drawn. Yeah, like not overly drawn. Uh, and uh, they did, they did locally. They did uh, a version uh, of it uh, animated uh, that didn't didn't quite work. It just kind of showed what works in the strip doesn't work necessarily in animation. Um, I thought so it was okay. But. It was it was it was okay. Yeah. But uh, there's something about just the single panelness of it that's like boom, that's it. Yeah. It's a nice complete thought. You get it. Move yeah. it on. No, it's very good, good. stuff. All right, and so I'm going to guess that I'm going to guess that number one is going to be Calvin and Hobbes. It has to be, yeah. because this is the person's age who's doing it. They grew up with that right in their wheelhouse of of uh, that perfect, and it is a great comic yeah. strip. Even personally, kid, even I would kids, personally I would rank it like this. Yeah, one, two, three, Peanuts, Calvin and Hobbes, and then Farsight. If you well, want. even if you if you're a kid who uh, you know, do you read comic books? Now I don't read comic books. What do you think of Calvin and Hobbes? Oh yeah, I read Calvin and Hobbes. All kids read Calvin and Hobbes. They get it out of the library. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, my kids grew up with it, and there wasn't even the paper. But it just, we had the books at home, and I for- forced those books on them when they were young, and they made made sure they read them. You might think, you know, here's the thing. Sometimes when you're pitching, um, uh, woo? You, you put, when you're pitching woo, yeah, uh, you think of Calvin, and you go like, well, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> But when you're pitching an idea for a kid's uh, book or some such... Oh, speaking uh, from experience? Uh, it's, uh, looking at you as well. Uh, we both did Sparks, so there you go. We mentioned but it You earlier. pitched it. I, I did pitch it. Oh, Lord, did I pitch it. <laughs> uh, but I pitched a lot of other stuff that didn't get picked. Yeah. And, and, and you're told, well, I don't know kids will get this. Uh. And my feeling is... As long as you get the emotions right, like the emotions read true, yeah, uh, and you know you try and make it as funny as possible. That's what I try to do. Uh, kids will buy it. something like peanuts. It's just the most surreal strip. Like it's, it's it really is. It's really surreal. You go like, well, kids won't like this, but kids love peanuts. Yeah, because uh, they go, oh yeah. As a kid, you read a thing about another kid, and even if they're talking about Sartre, you're like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I could. You, you think that you would get that, or it's true. quoting the Bible verses. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like and, things that were totally alien to me as a kid. Right, and same thing with Calvin. Calvin's doing stuff and quoting things. You yeah. go like, well, no kid would do that, but to a kid, of course, I'd do that. Yeah, because he's a little bit more advanced than I am, and, mm-hmm. and again, super, super uh, well, well drawn as well. So yeah, I think that uh, they, they they love it. They just um num 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 num. It's so popular. Much like it, Cookie Monster. It num, spawned num, 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 num. a slew of bumper stickers <laughs> of a little Calvin peeing on something. Well, that is the fu- that is the major difference between this and Peanuts. As Peanuts did merchandise. Yes. And Calvin and Hobbes did not merchandise. No. 
at all. And those, whenever you see the bumper stickers or Calvin peeing on something, that is definitely not. That is not, yeah, not, uh, not, not legally done. But, you know, I used to bemoan the commercialization of peanuts, of course, that they were in insurance Get ads Matt and stuff pays, like that. Dolly yeah. Madison. Mm -hmm. But then when I was reading the interview with Charles Schultz done by Gary Groth in the Comics Journal, and Gary Groth, you know, being Gary Groth. Did a Gary Groth. Talked, you know, confronted him on this, you know, pretty much threw the gauntlet down and said, listen, old man, <laughs> why are you fucking with my childhood by having these, you know. Uh, Gary, Don't you have enough money? Don't you have enough money? Yeah, basically that's what In your Scrooge McDuck vault. And uh, Charles Schultz said, well, I use that money to support a, a lot of different charities. And if you'll turn off your tape recorder, I will tell you those charities. But he couldn't tell it to him on because that would be boasting. Which Charles Schultz would not do about his charities. So uh, Gary Garth says, "I turned off my tape recorder," and Charles Schultz carefully punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> punched me in the face. It does seem like a trap, doesn't it? And it's just up, like you know, I play hockey, no, you son of a bitch. There's no just witness. Pulled his shirt over his head and a couple of good shots. Oh, a snoot. I hope he did. Yeah, Gary Garth would have deserved it anyway. That's but, right. But uh, I'll give no. you five good reasons. One, two, three, four, five. Pow. Pow. He. Uh, <laughs> He said, yeah, this time I'm going to kick the football and get it. He, um, no, he outlined, like, all the charities he supported and, and where all that money went. And uh, Gary Groth, of course, couldn't publish it, but he just says that, you know. And so I thought, after that, I was kind of like, okay, I guess I'm okay with it. I mean, if that's what you used it for, if that was what it was for, was for in order to support a bunch of really worthwhile charities, then, all right, have at her. I'll put up with Met Life commercials and, and Dolly Madison or whatever else. Yeah, you know? what uh what, what's it? What's it? What's it to you? What is? Yeah, what is it? What would you say the very first product that Peanuts uh, sold was? So, uh, besides like paperbacks and stuff that came out. That's right. I mean, like as in a commercial for a commercial, as oh. in like in the in a magazine, uh, the Peanuts are endorsing this product. Oh, endorsing a product. Okay. Now hmm. here's I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an, the name of someone else that endorsed this product, and it will probably not help you. Okay. Even though it should help you. Okay. It will lead you down the wrong path. Uh-oh. So just take that in mind. Thank you for this. This is, this is going to, you're going to go thank like, you for this oh yeah, I know what, I know what this would be. And I, okay. I, I'm going to say to you, no, but uh. also famously endorsed this product. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, Bill Cosby also, also uh, was a, was a pitchman for this, uh, for this product. Hmm. Interesting. Well, okay. Besides the Cosby thing, I just, I want to say Coca-Cola because I know that was a, they were the sponsor of the first um, uh, peanut special. Peanut special yeah. That is absolutely correct. Yes, but that's not what I'm talking ah, about. Okay, so can I can I narrow it down? Is it a food stuff? It is not. Oh, okay. So is it an article of clothing? It is not. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take another thing off the board. Okay. You might be thinking it's uh, Ford cars. The first animated peanuts were for Ford cars. Okay. But no, this was the first product that the peanuts ever sold. Okay. It wasn't a car, though. It was not a car. So cars, it no. Wasn't... Food, no. Okay. It, um... I'm happy to 20 questions this with you. So And Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Sold this product. But I, yeah, before. so it's, but it wasn't, when he said that, I didn't start thinking Jell-O because of... No. Nope. Uh... And I'll say Bill Cosby sold this product in the 70s. And maybe in the early 80s as well. Oh. Um, so it's not... So is it to do with finances? It is not. Hmm. Is it to do with it's okay? So it's not food. It's not clothing. Mm -hmm. It's not finances. So it's not like nope. Was it a charitable charitable organization? It is not a charitable organization. Okay, 
Are you finding this thrilling, everyone? I hope you're trying to guess as, as well as I. We're getting near the end of the show. They, we've we've lost them if we've lost them. <laughs> um, uh, what what is no? Um, it's also a product that people used a lot. I'd say up until maybe 15 years ago, and now uh, not so much anymore. Maybe 20 years ago, and now uh, people don't use this product that much. It's a company that makes this product, famously would make this product. Okay. Yeah. Is it a hair product? It is not a hair product, no. I will give you the first letter. Okay. K. K. Yes. I will give you the amount of letters. Five. K, five letters. We don't really use it anymore. Not really. They make a product that you don't really use that much anymore. Some people do. Okay. Old-timey folks would. Oh, jeez. I'll give you the last letter. K. That's not helping me. I mean, it should really help me. Starts with a K, ends with a K, five letters long. Yeah. Famous product. Hope everyone out there knows what this is, because I am at a loss. And we don't use it that much anymore, but it's still made. Would you like to buy a vowel? I'll buy a vowel, sure. What vowel would you like to buy? Can I buy buy an O? Yes, the second letter. Second letter is an O. So we've got K-O blank blank K. K K-O, K-O, was it for Kodak? Yes. For cameras, okay. That's absolutely right. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay, that was a good, you're right, people don't really use it that much anymore. Yeah, and Bill Cosby used to sell uh, Kodak. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. I was looking, actually, I was going like, did James Garner sell sell Kodak cameras? Polaroid. It was, it was Polaroid, yeah. yeah. So I looked that up and I was like, nope, there you are. <laughs> With uh, the actress Marriott, Marriott Hartley, I think her name was? Yeah, and, uh, and she would later be on um, Rockford Files occasionally. You know? She was on Rockford Files. She yeah. was on an episode on the original se- series yeah. before they were in the commercial series. Oh, together. is that right? Okay. She played a... She played a um, I think she's like a an IRS agent who's trying to investigate, who's trying to go. Th- or that she's sounds a, about right. She's, try- yeah. she's a person check going through his book. She's trying. He's being um, he's being audited. audited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's the auditor. Sounds good. And, and people used to think that they were actually married because they were kind of a bickering couple in the well, they were just, ads. They were so good in those they ads were together. Very, very good in the ads. Good. But no, he was faithfully married to the same woman for his entire career. Okay, I thought you were going to do that. She was, he was faithfully married to her for fifty years. Fortunately, they were together. 55 years. It's <laughs> <laughs> almost like a fun joke to do. Yeah, no. um, so, yeah, Calvin Hobbes, number one. We agree with that. You know, you'd, uh, nope. you'd mix it up. You'd go peanuts first. Peanuts first. But, yeah, Calvin okay. Hobbes is very good as well. Very good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that. And uh, Charles Schultz did enjoy um, uh, Calvin Hobbes very much. Oh, of course. Uh, another, another strip that, uh, that uh, Schultz enjoyed was, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It is the one with the uh, adorable uh, cat and the adorable dog. And it's uh, mutts. Okay. He loved uh, he loved the way that uh, that that dog was drawn. Okay. In uh, in mutts. I could yeah. see that he liked that stylized element. Um, yeah, that's very good. that's a good list. Uh, I was missing a few that I think are very good, which is Such for, for better or worse. All right. I think it's a very good. It was strip. also uh, Shells was a fan. Very upset when Farley was killed. Yeah, and uh, I do think the Wizard of Id could have been there, but I guess as you put BC and can't have Wizard of Id, but whatever. And there we go. Uh, what? Let me throw out one one question uh, as one of our questions of the week. Uh, what uh, what comic strip would you put on your uh, like number one? I'll even take a couple of you if you've got like what are your sure. favorites? Top three then, if you want. Yeah, you can do top. You can do top three, and I think we've got enough people uh, who who like comics out there that uh, will do. It. And you know what? Here's the thing. I'll go like uh, uh, like your regular papers. Yep. And is there uh, like an alternative one that's like a web comic that you're really enjoying? Okay. That, that could be the sub question. Yeah. So uh, what's uh, who's what's the Kate Beaton? Uh, Hark a vagrant. Hark a vagrant. I would say for uh, if you want to check out like a, a very funny uh, comic strip, that's a web comic. 
Uh, Harka Vagrant, also a couple of good books out mm. uh, with that. Now, yeah. I'm going to go to our uh, question. I used to have a few bookmarked, but I don't have them anymore. Oh, that's all right. If you, if you think of some, there you go. Uh, we have one, uh, because we're doing this early, we didn't get like all our letters in, but we did get um, a, uh, a letter in from our friend uh, Kanan, uh, Kanan uh, Grawl, who right now has a Kickstarter for his... Uh, uh, Max Overax uh, comic. He does, strip. though. I didn't realize that. Well, yeah. we'll put a we'll put a link on the page for yeah. sure. Yeah, and uh, that very speaking of comic strips, eh? Check that out, Max Overax, and also a couple of. It's books. very good. I bought I bought a book from him before. I'm not sure. Is there one or two before books we were doing a Sneaky Dragon? I think yeah, I bought yeah. a book. From I've got him. like I'm trying to think how many books he's got out, but uh, very enjoyable. So, um, oh, okay. <laughs> so the, the I just read the first thing he wrote, which was, "There's no need to read this on the air." <laughs> Anyway, so there's no need to read this on the air. Uh, what uh, what what he says, but you know what? I, I I'm I'm going to actually read this on the air. I'm sorry. I hope you I hope you consider this this uh, to be uh, not a not a bad thing. Our questions la- uh, was what's our question of the week was what's the tiredest you've ever been, uh, and also TV recommendations. So we got a recommendation. Just popping in to say, Press Gang was an ITV show from the UK running uh, from uh, 1989 to 1993, uh, starring Julia. Sawalha, who's Safi from oh, she's very good. Yeah, she's a very good actress. Yeah. As a straight-A overachieving student who convinces the principal, mm. she can start a student newspaper only to find out that he's using it as a dumping ground for all the school's idiots and slackers and as their last chance before expulsion. So it was, a, it was incredible, witty at first, a comedy, but the episodes almost had a mystery of some kind. They occasionally dipped into most serious fare with episodes on sexual assault, gun violence. There was even a two-part story about a gunman holding the paper hostage uh, because the boss printed an op-ed calling out gun odors as weak and pathetic. But it still found plenty of humor. Uh, <laughs> I imagine you can only get on Region 2 or Region 3. You know what? Look, man. Nowadays, we can get anything anywhere. Don't even worry try. about it. Don't even worry about it. We'll get it. There's plenty of clips on YouTube, uh, but I have to say it builds kind of slowly. That's fair. Uh, my wife couldn't get past one episode, but she watches. Mo- oh, there's things about his wife and what she watches, so I'm going to keep it on there. Anyway, um, so you can let let us know what does she watch. Uh, yeah, she she just likes uh, gritty crime dramas and true crime and stuff. So does my wife. Fine. That's uh, what my uh, wife Maybe I shouldn't be like reading uh, stories about his wife. Anyway, it's fine. I uh, wish you the best in your marriage. Anyway, uh, I might be viewing it all through nostalgia glasses, but Stephen Moffat has said that no matter what he makes when he's at social gatherings, people will always bring up press gang to him. Hmm. I guess he goes up to them and goes, "Hey, what you what do you think of Doctor Who? Uh, the Doctor Who's I did." And they go like, "Press gang." It's no press gang. Press gang is so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, you see, well, I just got Dracula on Netflix. What do you yeah, think you of the TV show Dracula? Did you catch that? It's no press, press gang. gang. Press gang, man. It's no press gang. Woo! Love me some press gang. <laughs> and so on and so forth. So, yeah, this week's question would be, uh, what's a comic strip you would recommend for the newspaper or one of your favorites? And uh, what's a, like a web one, maybe, if you've got something along those lines? Do you, hmm. have a, do you have another question for these nice people? Nope. All right. Is there anything else you wish to discuss this week that we have not yet covered, sir? Probably, but I can't remember it now. Very good. Then uh, another time we will discuss it next time on a show that I will probably remember uh, that we're doing that day. <laughs> and there you go. There we go. Well, uh, well, let me wrap it up then. All right. Well, go for it. So, everyone, if you'd like to write in and answer the questions of the week, you may do so at the following ways. Uh, every episode, of course, has its own little post on our website at sneakydragon.com. And you're welcome to go there and leave a message for us. We appreciate all messages. And we'll often read them on the air. 
We can also be contacted via email at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We're on Twitter at sneaky underscore dragon. And we have a Facebook page called Sneaky Dragon. These are all fair and reasonable ways to reach us. And balanced. And balanced as well. And if you'd like to show us how balanced you are, you may support the show via Patreon. For a mere dollar a month, at the least, you uh, are helping us keep the lights on here around the... uh, Kitty Studios. Hey, like, what do you get for that dollar a month? Let me let me tell you. Here's what you get. Yeah. Uh, Dave's smiling face. That's about it. That's he about will it. come to your work and he will smile <laughs> at you. Smile at you for a half an hour. Through a window. <laughs> Through a window for half an hour. That's right. He must legally stay 10 feet from you. Yeah. So just stand 10 feet from any window. Dave will... Well, that's uh, it. We will be sending you... Uh, you have to, of course, fill out a form and, and sign a uh, waiver. Yeah. And once you do that, then I will show up and stand at your window... Staring at you, smiling for half an hour. And we used to without have moving. We used to have, uh, you know, uh, Jason Dedrick was here, but unfortunately, as you may have heard, he died of exposure. What? Yeah, Jason Dedrick. He stood by an open window, and uh, prune faced out. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this. Like yeah. Related. Yeah. Jeez. Shoot out with uh, another podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Did know. you really think Jason passed away? Did I scare you there? No, of course not. Okay, good. This that was a... a very realistic bit of acting. <laughs> this is more so weird. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. Okay. I think it was a callback to an earlier thing with Prune Face dying of exposure. Yeah, I know, but where did Jason enter into that? Because I couldn't say it was you that died of exposure oh. or me that died of exposure okay. because we're still here. That's true. So it had to be a third person. <laughs> okay. I could have said Nina, but I think I've already brought her up enough on this show. That's true. And she would go like, all right, fun's fun, fellas, <laughs> but that's enough yip-yap about me. <laughs> so who can I dive into and get? David M.? Possibly. Yeah. But I went with Jason. No, okay, fair enough. All right. Reasonable. I guess it's reasonable. If you understood that, everyone, please write it and explain it to me. <laughs> I might have, I might have, I got unfocused there for a second. It has happened to me. That's right. But you were less sleepy than you were last week. Oh, I'm pretty well rested. Good. Okay. Lisa's not letting me go back to the gym yet, but uh, she insists that I still have a few more uh, mornings to Good, to good. Rest. All right. I'm but all, yeah. I'm all for that. But yeah, it's been nice. It's been nice. And it's been nice to be able to like watch movies and um, watch TV and read books and like do stuff. I fixed a speaker the other day that had been buzzing. So I think the moral for this episode is the gym's for suckers. No. Yep. No, no. That's the moral. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. I mean, I could do these other things too. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just that, you know, it's nice having some spare time for a while. Good. And then I I want to get busy again, though. I got some plans. Okay. All right, everyone. So thank you for listening to the show this week. Uh, We hope that we entertained you adequately (laughs) for the last hour and a half. And uh, we hope to see you again. And next week, I promise I'll know that the show's on. I believe when I see it. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. So that's me. Me, 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 me. Silence. Okay. You'll need to get a microphone together, though. I am on it. Um, I am so on it today. Okay. Sharp.